Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Yeah, here it is, a Thursday, the 25th day of January, 2024. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. Dougie T. Good morning. Yeah, your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get on the text machine on social at Listen to the BS. Give us a like, share, follow. Uh, we'll start the live stream for you Bagars here at 7 a.m. on the BS Facebook page as well as the 98 Rock Facebook page. And if you are a YouTube type of person at The Bailey Show, we uh, load stuff up there each and every day, closer to 8 o'clock. Uh, if you're looking for those Limp Biscuit tickets or just you want to go see Corey Feldman because he's with Limp Biscuit, uh, we'll have those for you. Uh, there'll be a Toyota Pavilion at Concord August 23rd. So we'll uh, do a round of nothing personal closer to 8 o'clock. And in the next four hours, I'm going to do my best to ingrain in your brain uh, what tomorrow is going to be, and that is Nelson's most honest estate sale ever. Yes. Uh, so maybe we pull this off, maybe we don't. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. But uh, more details on that next segment. Uh, yesterday, Nikki D celebrated her birthday. I do need you today, now that it's no longer your birthday, to take down your decorations. Yeah, I will. I already had to clean up the party this morning. Yeah. So. What was the party this morning? That was left out in the kitchen <laughs> well that's not your that's not your job well i did because i put it there it was our stuff so nobody ate it they didn't really eat it and then the stuff they did eat they just left it there they left fruit sitting there and yogurt Aww. and that type of stuff i threw it away yeah the 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 demo demosas yep they left that stuff out i put the sunny d in the refrigerator i just cleaned up i just couldn't look I at it I would have bet my whole check the demosis would have been gone. Nope. Right. You like, know what I mean? Like, nope. The donut holes were out there, the little bakery pastry things. They were still out there. I brought and, my muffins in here. I'm not sharing anymore. Those yeah. were delicious. Well, you know, that's the problem. When, and fresh. That's the problem when you share at work, right? You're trying to be a good person. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were excited. Like, I'm excited to share. I'm yeah. a sharer type of guy. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday after the program was over, you know, we got our fill. I was walking around actively going to people. I heard you. Saying, hey, you want to come in the studio? You and I got turned down left and right. I felt I've never been more rejected ever. I and think pe- two people came here. That's it. Right. Yeah. Katie and Gavin came in. I was sweet. And I think they just did that because they saw the excitement on my face that I was sharing. Please mm-hmm. come in. And I was like, bite my ass, you know, if you don't want my stuff. You know, you at least here's the thing is if someone offers it to you, even if you don't want it. You have to show interest. Yeah. You take a little and then you throw it away when they're not looking. You know, and it's like a trash can around the corner. You could do whatever you want with it. You can throw it away. I don't care, but you just show interest. Maybe sniff it, go, mmm, this smells really good. But then you're in a conversation, so you can justify not taking a bite right then. Or you come into the studio and make conversation because it was Nikki's birthday. Maybe they did not know. They're like, oh, it was Nikki's birthday. Let me come down there. You know, that's camaraderie, that's synergy. 
Mm. You know, people, I just, people don't get it. Synergy. People don't get it. And so I saw it this morning, too. I yeah. saw it out there. But that wasn't, that wasn't your job. And I hate to say it is your job to take down your own decorations, but that you know, we don't have a lot of manpower. But he did. So, yeah. yeah. So, he said it. It's fine. I'm gonna take I was gonna take it down anyways. But you didn't take your balloon home. No, because I wanted it in here another day. This is a a nice hefty balloon. Yeah, but your So ba- I'll take it home today, but I wanted it in my camera one more day. Okay, well, that's like leaving like your Christmas tree out. I was gonna say he's no, saying Christmas is over. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I want my balloon one more day. Yeah, you know, now people, you're lying to them. Yeah, you know, literally, you're lying to them on the live stream. You're no, like saying it's your birthday. This isn't a cheap right. Dollar Tree balloon. This is a good kind. Oh, well, I know. I bought it. So yeah, this is a good kind. You got to let this hang at least two days in here before I take it home. Yeah. Well, I I thought that was a home piece, but mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess I'm wrong. Guess uh, not everybody wanted to celebrate your birthday yesterday, huh? No, apparently not. This um, is such two a... very important people in my life, as a matter of fact. I two? Told you, two people. Oh, mm-hmm. I know one. One is my daughter. Your daughter. Want to guess who the other one is? Your mom? No, your mom. Oh, my mom. Your She's mom's on good point. people. Oh, your sister. My sister even wished me a happy birthday. The one you got heat with? Yes. The one you kicked out of your apartment? So, yes, she made me a whole reel and everything and posted it on Facebook. She oh, so you guys are good me. now? Yeah, we're fine. Really? Um, it was my dad. Really? Yeah, my no. dad still has not called me, texted me, or wished me a happy birthday. Really? My daughter did not either. She texted me yesterday morning, and when I saw her name on the phone, of course, I'm like, oh, she's wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> I checked the phone, and she's like, you need to update whatever billing information's on my phone because I can't Whoa. download my apps. That's your, that's your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? Wow. And the remote delete of all the maps. So you know what that phone. means, right? What? That's bad parenting. Bad parenting wow. that she forgot my birthday? <laughs> wow. I just kidding. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I'm not gonna go for that one. Um she didn't realize it was my birthday until she got home. No, she knew it in the morning. She mm-hmm. did. Yeah, she did. We had a group tip. Uh, yeah, group chat. Yeah, group, group, group a tip. A group chat? Yeah, yeah, it was between Bailey and, and Madison and myself. Oh, please. <laughs> no, she knew it was your birthday all day. Uh-huh. How does she know? Because it happens every year. It happens every year, and you would think she knows because she's not a little bitty baby. She's 15. Oh, no, no. I know I, I know. That, I know. I know everything that you're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. She did not forget. She purposely withheld saying happy birthday to you. No, because she felt really bad afterwards, I do believe. It's an act. It's an it's act. An act it's her an feeling act. bad? Yeah, it's an act. I'm telling I, you right mm, now. I can see that. That's so what, why do you think she wouldn't tell me happy birthday purpose? She needs attention. She knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say no all you want. I'm going to say no. I'm right. I know, I'm going to say no while you smirk. I, I, I know I'm right. I mean, your kid knows when it's your birthday. Uh, like you said, she's not a baby. She's 15 years old. She damn well knows it's your birthday. So she purposely. <laughs> so she. It's not ridiculous. It, you, she purposely withheld it. To get attention, and I'm, I'm neither for better or for worse. I'm just saying that's why she did it. I feel like in normal circumstances, I would ask the person you doing the talking right now who hurt you. But it's like how who didn't hurt you growing up is what I'm trying to figure out. This has nothing to do with me. It's just I'm smarter than most of the world. That's that's my problem. I'm just saying I know Madison very well, and I don't feel like she's a a malicious type. She that's not again. You're getting it twisted. Okay. This has nothing to do with her being malicious. She's not. She's a very sweet girl. Yes, love her to death. You know, when I try to, t- well, I, every time I try to talk to her, she's got headphones on, but 
she never hears me. She hears you. She reads lips, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but she it's 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 a it's a thing um, that some kids will do for attention, and I'm telling you, she was doing it for attention. There's no way that she got through the entire day from social media. From uh, I know she's probably not listening to the show. She's give, I'll give her a pass on that. But just social media <laughs> alone, she that's had what to, I was know. thinking too. But mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying she, she knew. She doesn't follow me on anything except for Facebook, and because kids don't really use Facebook, mm. I'm gonna only assume she didn't go on it or something. I don't know how she missed an entire day of my birthday. She but didn't. She felt bad about it when I said something, and she's like, well, your cake's really nice. Mm, uh, well, she liked my snap when I posted it about your birthday uh-huh. early in the morning. She doesn't even she, have snap. Then uh, she I remixed mean, his reel. Yeah, I meant Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Snapstagram. <laughs> Snapstagram. You didn't get the notification? We got to get you logged back into oh, the account. Okay, yeah, yeah she, I didn't get the notification. <laughs> she liked my snap, Snapstagram. <laughs> snapstagram. My Snapstagram post. <laughs> So, and here's what happened is it got too late in the day and she felt bad when she figured it out that there was no going back. So then she got stuck in purgatory where it was like, what do I do now? You know, because I forgot, is she going to be mad? And she's probably terrified of you. I know I am. Okay. So you're, you're starting to make more sense to me now because I think, and if I can speak for Nikki D, I think she also feels like you're saying from the moment she woke up. That she didn't necessarily know, but she found out at some point, and then it was too late to go back. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That now that, that I, I can, can go say, with. Yes. yes. But I've been saying all along. No, Listen, it was sounding like you eventually. were saying you, she woke up, knew it was my birthday, and uh-huh. said, "Yeah, I'm not going to tell her happy birthday. <laughs> Screw that." Right. That's an option too. Well, <laughs> that's what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, so that, then why didn't my dad tell me that one i can't help you out with okay that that one uh because your dad's good people mm-hmm. yeah and your dad loves you and the only thing i could think of is he's got an alcohol problem he does not have an alcohol <laughs> problem i can tell you exactly what he'll do because he's been doing this the last few years because uh-huh. um, my dad's 60 now so he's gonna call me Probably tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. My mom's heard this today, so she'll probably tip him off. But he'll probably call me tomorrow and say, look, I forgot your birthday. Like, get over it. Happy birthday. <laughs> like, he'll do something like that. My man. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's strong. That's what he'll do. Damn, kid. You're 42. Get over it. Move right. on. <laughs> so I forgot one. Big deal. Right. right. That's exactly what he's going to do. I'll send you something in the mail. Just look for it, all right? <laughs> all right. Anyway. Have you seen that new show on Netflix? Yes, that's exactly what you'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll give you details for Nelson's most honest estate sale that we will be doing tomorrow during the program. If you've missed any of it, uh, this is an opportunity for you to, one, feel good about yourself, uh, or two, just lie through your teeth. Uh, and pick up some maybe things that you possibly need for whatever. I don't know what it would be for. Uh, and participate in the show as well. Uh, I've got something for you, Nikki, that you are, mind will be blown. Oh. So, you know, me talking to a woman that hasn't been laid in three years, hasn't had really a man in her life, loves this specific restaurant, and Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm telling you right now, the tides are changing. Oh, They're turning okay. on you. Okay. For the better. You found a man? No. No? Yeah. Okay. But I found something not even close. But something that could help if you do find a man. Okay. All right. 
Sorry, no man. Okay. I know I really put that one over, didn't I? <laughs> it seemed like there was penis at the end of the yes, rainbow. Yes, it did. It really did. <laughs> like my bag I got yesterday. All right. 916-909-0985. Uh, give us a minute here. Hang on. How would you like free access to Nelson's dirty apartment? God. I know I like to rummage through people's stuff. I uh-huh. do too. I want to see what's in there. Right. Estate sales. You know they just died. And like, I can have your stuff and you're dead. This mm-hmm. is cool. I don't know. You try to figure out how they died. It you gives know. you an idea of what type of person they were. Can you imagine going through Nelson's soon to be boarded up, fairly evicted apartment in Arden tomorrow mm-hmm. and really him leaving just about everything he owns behind, mm-hmm. yeah. including video games, three boxes full, video game consoles, Bedroom sets, kitchen uh, accessories, a lazy boy chair that actually works, uh, a baby picnic table that was once mine. Actually, mm-hmm. most of the furniture was once someone else's. He's just yeah. making a profit off this. Uh, well, that's what we're doing tomorrow. It's Nelson's most honest estate sale. This- and I just like to get this out now in the in the essence of honesty. When you flip that mattress over, those are sodas. <laughs> no, that stain is no, gross. Is, and you don't have to flip it, the mattress over. You must have forgot. You already have it flipped over. Oh, yeah, because it was well, you I used sp- it. I spent one more night in the apartment than exactly. I thought I would. Yeah. So I had the mattress picked up and that area vacuumed out and mm-hmm. I put it back down so I could sleep on it. Yeah. And those are soda stains. You saying you don't have bodily fluids in a dark maroon reddish type color? Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Understood. It is gross. <laughs> yeah, we keep we keep the kids hydrated. They just they it, it never fails. If there's a moment gotcha. that you have the bed not protected, that's when they're going to spill on it. So tomorrow we will have uh, Nelson's most honest estate sale, where you can have access to his apartment in Arden from six a to ten a. This is all on you. There will be signs posted around the apartment with QR codes. If you feel that that video game console, whatever it may be, is worth. $100, then you send them $100. If you think it's worth $5, you send them $5. If you don't think it's worth anything, but you still want it, take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all up to you. I mean, not mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't <laughs> just take it. No, why am I agreeing with you? Well, yeah, don't just take it. This is an honest estate sale, but I am going to go over there today and clean a few things up just because if somebody went in there today, they'll think he died with some type of injections because he has a needle in his bathroom. Okay, yeah. So I don't want any problems. I gave myself a manjaro I want to go clean it up some and take some of the trash out. Let's make it safe for the two peers. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Safe environment tomorrow. The needle is capped, okay? It's not just like Still, a raw, open not needle. not a good look. They'll think that's how you died. So if you want to go tomorrow, <laughs> all right, all right, just DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Or you can call us and we'll give you the address. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to put it out publicly because. No, for you your know, safety. And I don't know. I mean, it could be a bus bit tomorrow. Like nobody could show, which I think is even funnier because <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants your stuff. So uh, if that is uh, of interest to you and you've got a couple minutes to kill in the morning, I know mm-hmm. there was a few people that called earlier in the week that were interested. You have to get a hold of us either through social media or call us at 916-909-0985 and we'll give you the address to Nelson's, and I'll remind you throughout the show because I really only have today to do that. Uh, Nikki D, yes, you love Applebee's. I do love Applebee's. What if I told you Applebee's is now offering a subscription pass? You know, I think I heard that a day or so ago, and and I think get some, your little nippies. 
No. Well, when I heard it at first, I was excited. And I had these influx of messages from listeners who were telling me that this was happening. And I think they were trying to get me a pass. Okay. So here's the deal. Mm -hmm. This pass is going to cover roughly a year of weekly date nights. Now, the reason why I'm directing this towards Nikki is because when she goes out on a first date, Mm -hmm. which has been a minute, uh, then she demands that this guy takes her to Applebee's. Yes. Because she doesn't want some high, you know, fancy pants meal. She wants the two for 20. Yep. So if it doesn't work out, you know, she doesn't feel all that bad. Uh, This is going to start February 1, just in time for Valentine's Day, of course, ending uh, January 31st, 2025. The pass is valid 52 times. It'll cover up to $30 of food and non-alcoholic beverages. So those Mm -hmm. margaritas are all you. And uh, it, it, it can cover two servings of all-you-can-eat boneless wings, riblets, shrimp, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, like all these dating websites and these apps are saying dates are up 50%. Spending on dates is up 50% in the past decade. And they're seeing that most singles are foregoing the first big dinner dates for cheaper options, like mm-hmm. an Applebee's or you go to a Starbucks and meet for a coffee. So, you know, my, because I'm such a romantic, my yeah. philosophy, you know, not that I'm going on a first date, you know, I've been married for 13 years, but if I did, I would probably, you know, take you to uh, SR, uh, SR Prime at uh, Sky River or Dragon Ooh, Boat. Oh, that's yes. but, but see that, the young, I'm, of course, I'm going to be dating a younger woman. She's not going to want to go there. <laughs> no, it's not that she, she doesn't want to go there. That's what a lot of younger women want now is the expensive dates. That's not what they're saying. That goes against everything what I just read. No, no, I don't want that. I don't well, want the younger. expensive date. No, you're not younger anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're younger in comparison to people, but like what people? Gandhi. What like, <laughs> people? Like a sixty. If you were, with I was a, trying to think of the oldest person I can think of in my head. Gandhi. If you're the, if you're like a, with a sixty year old guy, he would say, "I got myself no, a I'm, younger woman." No, I'm you know saying- what I mean, but. Like the girls, the list that came out with the girl being upset because the guy took her to Cheesecake Factory. Like uh-huh. some women are being ridiculous like that. Is yeah, what well, I'm saying. Yeah, but those are the bougie bitches. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So you know, if you get yourself a good one, that's at least even and fair and mm-hmm. neutral on a first date. Like I don't have a problem with it, and I and I never did. I just always thought that's what women wanted was the big fancy dinner. I later mm-hmm. learned that's not the case. That's why sushi is so great because it's not overly expensive. And the atmosphere is pretty chill. Really nice, yes. Right? And you have that kind of pick and go mm-hmm. kind of thing there. You know What's what I mean? expensive to you? Not sushi. Well, you know, dropping, you know, $200 on a, a meal each. Okay, oh, that's, each. Ex- that's expensive. All right, yeah. I mean, you're talking with drinks. You know, like if you go to a place and the drinks are 20 bucks a piece and you have... Two, three, four drinks, and then... I'm just saying, if you go on a date and you both eat at a Makuni, you're not coming up with drinks, you're not leaving for less than 120 140 with tip. But that's not expensive. This day and age, it's not expensive. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying it's a relative, buddy. It's just relative. <laughs> well, yeah, of Like, course. that's an anniversary dinner. I'm not you trying to... said the first date? I'm not God, trying to sound an elitist, but I mean, look, I mean, people would agree. Nelson, no, you're, I, you're, you're... Dude, you're goodwill. I mean, like, you're a totally different cause. Oh, I didn't well, his used first to date? be this way. 
Exactly. You didn't used to, but you're in a spot right now, so your first date would probably be what dumpster diving. I don't know. I don't know. How, Is what's that the, a thing? Can we do that? I don't know about. You can find some good stuff about like electronics and stuff. I heard. Watch Law and Order SVU. A lot of dumpster diving. You'll find a dead body oh, and no. some good stuff to go along with it. No. Uh, yeah. So you know, I thought you'd be interested in that, and I don't know though if you buy the subscription. Like, you know, because you are now at a part of your life where you really probably should start actively trying to find a man, you know, versus Why? them coming to you. Well, because you haven't, you know, done it in three years. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but I don't have to actively start finding a man like he's going to have to come to me because when I look around, I don't see anything that's appealing. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case anymore, though. <laughs> you know, the, the old school mentality of the woman waits, the guy finds then mm-hmm. she ends up miserable because she's just desperate at a certain period of her life and she just wants to get married or do whatever. You know, like, you still got some life in you. Yeah. So I think that you got to actively get out there in the scene. I mean, I'm I'm out. I go out and, and peruse around and do things. At where? Where uh, are you perusing? This I got to hear. Please elaborate on all the out you are. Oh, are you kidding me? We go downtown sometimes and do things. We go to the mall. She's talking like the mall. She's, okay, what the mall. Fifteen. <laughs> the mall. I'll give you. At least you're out and about, possibly mingling with people at the mall. One of the times I've been with you. Yeah. But every time we've gone downtown, it hasn't been like we went strolling under the lights. We were going specifically we to, to a bars. restaurant. But you can't go and find a dude with him. Like, right. You've got to go with the lady fellas. I don't have any lady friends for real. Rent you already know that. Rent them. Find them. Do an all call. I don't know. It's you know, been, it's been a struggle. Okay, or I'm go trying out, my best here. Or go out by yourself and sit at a bar and put your head down. Some guy will talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. a, a good suggestion that they always give women. Go to the bar by yourself and sit there. And I think I've tried that once, but mm, it was it, it feels awkward to me. We're a low cut little thing, ding. And you go know? just sit by myself at a bar. Yeah, just flop <sighs> flop one of your up on the bar. No, I'm not doing that. That'll attract a dude. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, well. You can see in her eyes, dude. You know what's funny, Nelson? You can see in her eyes, she's looking at me going, I hate admitting when he's right. All right. I just hate it, you know, because I've got to be the bad, I've got to fight him on this, but damn it. Damn it. Right. The kid's making sense. (laughs) He does make sense. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) He does make sense sometimes. (laughs) Show's over, ladies and gentlemen. Show is over. I got it. All right. First round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what's. State the oldest living American is in and what company is making employees come back to work. All right, two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. We're already getting requests for Nelson's address for yes. tomorrow's Nelson's most honest estate sale. I love how they asked, too. They said, what's the Addy? I said, oh, they sound cool. What are you, Addy? What's the Addy? All right. First round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Nikki D. A local woman is turning 116. H1. Birthday preparations are underway for America's oldest living person. Edith Edie Cesarelli lives in the city of Willits. That's in Mendocino County, close by. 
Now, good for that guy saying that line. Listen. Edith, Edie, Willett. Wow. Nicely yeah. done, sir. She has a very um, long name. I'm going to call her Edie. Her name's Edith. She does have a birthday celebration coming up February the 4th. And something that I think is so remarkable, remarkable about this story is that she's a, a woman in Northern California. But the city rallies and her, her town rallies around the fact that her birthday um She's the oldest person right now that's living in America. So they have this street parade every year where cars line up and everybody drives past her house and waves and things like how they used to do during COVID. And if you see a picture of her, she still looks amazing at the age of 116. She's lived in uh, Eureka. She's lived in Santa Rosa. 116 or 114? 16. 116. That's how she was born February 5th of 1908. No, thank you. Yeah. Don't let me live that long. Well, she she's asked people from time to time, like, why am I still here? And uh, somebody in her front of her family member said they just tell her, like, you're one of God's chosen ones, so you're here. <laughs> but she still looks good. <laughs> no, it's it's ju- it's God's mean joke that you have to right. stay in this world for that long and you can't do much and you got to listen to all the crap that we have to deal with every day. No, I'd want to be 116 if I was in her shape. She's still sitting up, looking good. She had her sitting hair up. done, her <laughs> right. nice dress on, her her lipstick. She's she... Is that is that is that is that the tier of quality of living if you can sit up? Sit up. <laughs> I'm saying like uh, sometimes people when they get older they get bedridden, they can't move. They're just I don't want to be like that. If I can still get up and be out moving around, I, like, I want to be here. Can she be sat up or does she sit up? You no, know what I mean? That's pic- like a that's a big difference. No, no, no. In the pictures that I saw of her, she was sitting she's in a wheelchair. I, I don't know if she can walk on her own or not, but she was sitting in her chair. She was dressed very prim and proper, looking like a nice lady. I think the word you're looking for is props. Oh, no, she's, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 she does yeah, not yeah. have to be propped. She is sitting up that's on her good. own. And you know okay. what's sad is when she does pass. Uh, which will probably be sooner than later. Uh, they were they going to still do the the parades because that's going to be a sad day, you know. When you don't, that's why you like have to be careful when you change your profile picture to something that's trendy in the news or a missing <laughs> person because you feel it's like throwing away a free Bible, you know. It's like ugh, I can't do it. Like I feel horrible. Don't take it in the first place because you're uh-huh. not going to read it. It's just going to follow you around your entire life. Right, you know, like I had a, 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 a old friend of mine. He changed his profile picture to a missing. It was a girl that was missing, mm-hmm. and he just felt guilty. Like it was up for years. Like he had to. Why? How dare you take it down? Because no. they never found her. Right. right. Yeah, so he's like, what do He's you do? exactly right. All right. Second start. Bank of America employees are on thin ice. H two. That's that's like fifty thousand people. We have to move from more from home to the office. So we're basically busy right now. So we said July, August, and September. Uh, Bank of America is cracking down on employees who aren't following its return to office mandate. They have sent them letters of education warning them that disciplinary action is going to be coming down the pipe if they continue to stay at home. So what they have did, like a few other companies did, when they start letting people come back to the office after the pandemic is they gave them a few days in and a few days still at home to kind of balance it out for people. Well, there are people who, at Bank of America anyway, are not coming in at all. So they're just staying at home. They're not coming in on the days they're supposed to. So they're like, listen, if you don't start coming into the office, probably going to be out of here. The most shocking part of that story was you said Bank of America employees. Every time I go in there, there's nobody there. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that answers the question of why. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure the tellers can't work from home. (laughs) Every time I go in there, I'm You know what? 
it, it, it's frowned upon, but I got to. I got to do my own banking. I got to go behind the little plexiglass and <laughs> put my check in the little gimmick. and Self-checkout. And then I push the receipt to the thing, and then I go on the other side, and I take it, and I say thank you to me, and then he says, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> is it still awkward getting a sucker, though, when you have to serve yourself? Well, it is because sometimes I change my mind, you know. <laughs> and you don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't want this dumb dumb. <laughs> so then I got to figure out how to go back behind the plexiglass, uh-huh. you know. So American Nightmare uh, is a big show on Netflix. Uh, I, I got Nikki onto it the other day. Did you finish it? I did. I oh. finished it. And, I mean, it's a mind-blown three-episode documentary about a woman California woman, Vallejo, mm-hmm. uh, that just got destroyed by not only the media, but law enforcement. And when it was, for the most part, all said and done, validated, but not really. Exactly. All right. Just trying to tee this up for you. And, this, and it's still ongoing, from what I understand. That's why not too many people can speak out about this, but... If you're not familiar with the story of Denise Huskins, right? Mm-hmm. Denise Huskins? Yep. Mind will be blown when we tell you about what happened to her. Never heard a story like this in my Me entire either. life of America. All right, so we'll have that conversation here in a minute. Hang on. I'd love to talk to someone that knows any inside information about this uh, Denise Huskins kidnapping back in 2015 as documented by Netflix on uh, American Nightmare, which is a thing right now. Yes. Uh, appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson, Dougie T. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Also use that to get in on the text machine. We'll start the live stream on the BS and 98 Rock Facebook for all you bagars here in a few minutes if you'd like to join that conversation. So, if you're not familiar with uh, what this uh, this Netflix uh, show series, docuseries is about called American Nightmare, uh, in Vallejo, California, which is just about an hour from here, right? Mm-hmm. There, back in 2015, was a kidnapping of this woman by the name of Denise Huskins. And her and her boyfriend were in bed, and some person comes in with a gun and a flashlight, uh, ties them up, zip ties them up, injects them with like uh, NyQuil. NyQuil, right? And takes the woman and tells the guy, you're not allowed to, don't call the cops, don't do anything for an a, a amount of time, you'll receive a text message. So when he finally wakes up, which was like two, three, four hours after the fact, he sees this camera that was installed in his place. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking that this person is actually, you know, spying Watching him. Them. You know, from the bad guy standpoint, that's really clever. Yeah. You know, whether it was, you know, wired or not, who knows? And so he receives a text message, $15,000. So finally he waits, he waits, he waits. He didn't have $15,000. He then goes to the police department. And just like in most cases, right, the police department, the Vallejo Police Department, they're going to try to figure out all the information before, you know, it's the all call, right? You see that with missing kids. You know, because there might the answer might be right in front of you. <clears throat> in most cases, it, it is. So they waste all this time talking to him. And I know that's one of the biggest uh, disputes right now. It's like, why'd you waste all this time? Why'd you waste all this time? That part, I, I mean, I'm sure that they had boots on the ground, but you have to have people that are questioning the person in front of you because, like I said, historically, 
That's usually the bad guy. It didn't yes. feel like they had boots on the ground from any of the angles that I, I was watching this unfold. It's like they put all their eggs in one basket. Uh, well, I agree. The way the documentary is teed it up, that, mm-hmm. that is the case. So, uh, you know, he finally goes to the police. He sits there in interrogation. They bring in the FBI. Uh, they eventually strap him up to a lie detector test in which they lied to him and said that he failed and which was not the case that you later find out. And so the story continues. They search for this girl. It's a media circus. Mm-hmm. The perpetrator, the bad guy, during the kidnapping, which lasted about 48 hours, is like convincing Denise Huskins that everything is going to be okay. He's working for a bigger operation. He's ex-military. Mm-hmm. And I need you to stay calm. He takes her to the bathroom, but he doesn't let her see. He puts these blacked out goggles on her. Right. Has tape over them. And he keeps her drugged from time to time with NyQuil. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at some point in time, he goes in and he says, look, I'm being told that I have to have sex with you and videotape it. Right. And this the reason being is that if, you know, this is going to be so that she won't go to the police. Right. Insurance. I'm going to embarrass you. So he rapes her. Right. And uh and then he, he leaves the room and then comes back a little while later. And he says, uh, somebody pulled up, allegedly, somebody pulls up. And they said, that's not good enough. You have to do it again. But she has to look like she's enjoying it. Mm-hmm, like she's into it in their couple. Oh. Right. Like she was cheating on her boyfriend. Right. So she's trying to get through this. And her story is remarkable. I mean, the strength of this woman is absolutely remarkable. And she has to follow through with it. She has to go through. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't, I mean, you can't fight. You can't scream. You're afraid. She couldn't find any weapons. There was no way of escape, like through the windows or anything like that. So she just had to stay mentally strong so she, until she could get out of it. Right. So then eventually it gets to the point where uh, I'm kind of really condensing this this documentary. But you got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you, you really have to watch it. That, that He just releases her. And it's very reminiscent of the movie Gone Girl. Uh-huh. With Ben Affleck, where the woman just, well, the media's out front, walks up to the front door. But he doesn't even release her where he took her from. He takes her four hours away to her hometown where she's from. Right. In she, Southern California. Right, right. I think Huntington Beach plays mm-hmm. a part in this. Mm-hmm. So he she walks up and she goes in and, and like there's footage of her walking up like... I mean, I don't know how you can paint that picture like, and, and come to an opinion of what she's thinking. But if you're just looking at it and you know nothing about the story... You just see it's like some girl that's coming home. Yep. You know, she's she not crawling. Her. She's not crying. She's not doing anything like that, right? So then she goes in, and then that's when the circus really begins. Right. Because the Vallejo Police Department start calling it a hoax. And they start calling it a hoax because she initially started to talk to them, but then she started getting a feeling that they weren't believing what she was saying, and, and she didn't know what was going on because she's been gone for days. So then she, when she started kind of getting that inkling, she was like, okay, I think I need to talk to a lawyer first because this feels and sounds like it's going left. So then she completely stopped talking to the police, and that's when they went and put out that they feel like this was all a hoax. And that's always like, right, the catch-22, because any mm-hmm. attorney is going to tell you, whether it's a DUI or whatnot, you know, as much as, you know, and I'm very much pro-law enforcement, and I would love to if I... We're in a situation, if I were this boyfriend, I'd want to sit there and, you know, like, hey, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And that's what he did. But then it gets to a point where you start feeling like I'm the bad guy and you Mm -hmm. have nobody in your corner. Any attorney is going to tell you 
respectfully tell the law enforcement, say, hey, look, I want to help you, but I have a right to have representation here Mm -hmm. and get a hold of an attorney from the get-go. Now, to the public and to law enforcement, that makes you look like a bad guy. That's what they say. It Mm -hmm. makes you look guilty. But watching this documentary and how law enforcement was on them so heavy and wrong, I would not think twice about getting an attorney. So then the, the story is it's a hoax. Mm-hmm. It's uh, she made the whole thing up. She unfortunately prior in her life, she had been sexually assaulted, I believe, numerous times. Twice. Yeah, twice. And so uh, then comes into play the story of her relationship with this uh, this boyfriend, Aaron Quinn, who <coughs> was <coughs> excuse me, talking to his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And when the kidnapper took her, he said he made a mistake and he was supposed to take Aaron's ex-girlfriend. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. There's still a lot of questions even after you watch the documentary. Yes, there are. Like a lot of questions. Like, why didn't law enforcement do this? And why did they do this? And why didn't he say this? And why did the kidnapper do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, so they're, they're now dealing with this attorney, and it's a battle with law enforcement. And like the, the idea of getting the bad guy is just null and it's void. It's out the window. The law enforcement has now turned on the both of them, and their whole goal is to press criminal charges against them for wasting, quote-unquote, police man hours. Right. So this woman, I believe she works at the is it Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Yes. Okay. And she sees a story, and she's kind of like, this, she, she tells her story quickly because it's not about her, but she tells her story about why she got into law enforcement because her friend was sexually assaulted. But it, it like I got the vibe that she wasn't this long-term cop detective. She was almost like kind of a... Like an Aaron Brockovich. No, she was more like a, you know, I don't want to say pencil pusher and demeanor, but she wasn't a high-level authority in the in, think, in the sheriff's office I, mm. I don't even think it's that she wasn't high level i think that at the town or wherever it is they are i think they had probably pretty low crime so she wasn't out all the time on calls when like things were happening so when they got the call about that home invasion whoever worked in her office was like you know do you want to come ride along with me you know we got some big stuff finally happening is how i took it well she looks like she went rogue and she just started to do her own investigation because all of law enforcement had cashed this in as it was a hoax. We're done. No, no, no. She was investigating the kidnap, the home invasion for that little girl and her family. And in that home invasion, when they then linked them to the actual killer is when she found the goggles with that blonde hair. Right. Well, what I'm saying is she went rogue because that was not her case, but she saw the news coverage of Denise Huskins. No, she didn't know anything about Denise Huskins. She she said that in the documentary. She said she saw she saw the news coverage and she needed to find the blonde hair on the goggles. She got did a you guys phone, watch the same? We, we didn't. She got a, we we watched the same thing. She got a phone call that led her to the blonde hair, like from some kind of a tip as she was going through the remnants of getting to it. She never saw her news story or knew anything about her. The point is, if it weren't for this woman, this case might have never been. Right. You agree solved. with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. There the, we if, go. If, if it were, yeah, right. Let's come to a conclusion. So if, if, if it weren't for this woman uh, in the Alameda... County Sheriff's Office, this case might have never been solved right. for Denise Huskins. Right. Because the same type of kidnapping was happening. The exact same 
MO was mm-hmm. happening. So it's a serial case that they didn't realize that right. was, they were the two were tied together. They weren't communicating, you know, mm. and and I think the Vallejo Police Department at this point in time was so pissed and embarrassed. You know, they were right. just like, we're running with this. Yeah, because even when she discovered the hair and she linked it to Denise and put all the pieces together, she called them right away thinking they were going to be excited to have this solved. And they were like, all right, we'll we'll see about it. We'll we'll do whatever. And that's how wow. she kept pressing forward. Yeah. And, and you know, when you have, I mean, we've heard, just as Joe General Public, we've heard re, just insane murder cases, serial killer cases, kidnapping cases, sexual assault cases that that you would only think would happen in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. So this story is exactly that. So it's like if you go to law enforcement and you and you tell them what happened, but it's so ridiculous, the more ridiculous it is, the less they're going to believe you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way that it came across. It does. And, and when you're even watching this documentary, you start to think like, dang, was this a hoax? Like, did, did, did this really happen? You know, how they're laying everything out. And then when you find out like, oh, it did, it's like, whoa. Because it does sound unbelievable. Somebody's coming in your house in the middle of the night to kidnap you. My first question was, what did her boyfriend do? She just let he just let her be kidnapped? Right, yeah. That's the first thing I thought about. Like, hmm? Yeah. yeah but if you're laying in bed and you got a gun to your head, what are you going to do? Well, you take your left hand, you put it on the barrel, and you push your head to the left. Then you take your right hand, (laughs) you grab their wrist, and at the same time, you push it towards them, and you pull down, and you pull the firearm away. So you think that's the better route than to grab the barrel with your hand and then to press it up against your forehead and then like a maniac tell him, you think you know me? You think you know me? Pull the trigger. And then you punch him after he's stunned by that? I, f- I feel like that's the, the better move. If you let me finish, that was option B. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> but, you, but you know what? It, if, if he would have done that, right, if he would have done that, if he would have fought, he would have felt that the gun was not real. Yep, because it was fake. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He would have felt like it was fake. And since when did NyQuil become such a good sedative? Well, like, it was, it was mixed take, with something else. Oh, okay. I'm a, I take NyQuil all the time. I still barely yeah, go Yeah, it to wasn't sleep. just, it wasn't like, okay, here comes the plane. All right, here's mm-hmm. NyQuil. Yeah, there, was, there, was, there was more, I think there was more to it. But he injected it right into the bloodstream. So, yeah, so um, I, yeah, they say he had a syringe or something. Yeah, he had a syringe. So, Matthew Muller... Of Orangevale, a disbarred Harvard-trained attorney and ex-Marine. Crazy. He's the bad guy. Harvard. He graduated. He didn't just attend. He graduated from Harvard. Well, that to me better explains the syringe full of whatever to knock you out. You know what I mean? Like that he would think next level and know what to do with something like that. This guy is pure evil. But just like Ted Bundy. Right, he's a good-looking guy. Yep, he looked just like your regular guy next door. You'd never think that he's going to drug you and kidnap you and rape you. And don't think that there's not going to be an American Nightmare too, because there's going to be a follow-up. Yeah. There has to be a follow-up uh, with what happens or what happened to Matthew Muller. You know, because he's I'm assuming in jail. Yeah, he's in jail, right? Because it kind of just left you know with the words at the end, and mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, there's some of these things on Netflix that could stop after one episode. You need a good 15 on this one. Yeah, because uh-huh. they just ended up suing um, the city. And, you know, it says now they're married. They got $2.2 million from the city. But it's like, what's ever going to happen to, like, the officers in this? Is anybody going to really look into it or investigate it or anything come down a pipe for that? And as of right now, is no. Yeah, there was the, the spokesperson for the Vallejo Police Department, which was leading the charge. 
and it was really aggressive. And, you know, I was shocked that this guy went on television and trashed this woman the way he did. Uh, it, it's it's not saying that every case, right, that, that their sexual assault is real, but I think that you have to, <clears throat> until you find out if it's not real, treat it as real. Uh-huh. And if you don't have a 100% conclusion on if it's a hoax, you just committed career suicide. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, you like if there's an inkling that you're wrong or that 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 you know something did happen like you can't do that and even even so this woman had been sexually assaulted twice before i mean we give so many passes to people with the quote unquote mental illness right there has to be some side effects of that and she was a child when these things happened to her and one of the things she said in a documentary that just really pulled at my heartstrings was she said how many things have to happen to me before somebody cares? Right. Like, oh how many times do I have to be violated before anybody finds validity in that? And but I thought this, that was horrible that she even has to say that out loud and feel that way. This is why victims oftentimes will not come forward yep. because they feel they are not going to be believed. Yep. Yeah. They, well, and they shouldn't watch this. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, will they, not be helpful. Stick with Law and Order SVU. Don't watch right. this because oh, this, this will is, be an episode of SVU. I bet next season. This is guaranteed a bad representation. But I was saying the guy that was the spokesperson for the Vallejo Police Department, he was ordered by his superior. He said that. he like burn that bitch or mm-hmm. what destroy that bitch or whatever his line was. Uh, that he allegedly said, and so he had orders to go. And then there's the conversation of uh, someone in the investigation used to date this guy, Aaron Quinn's ex-girlfriend. Yep. You know, so that there was never really much attention brought to that. Well, there was. The attorney sent in a letter to say, hey, this guy shouldn't be working the case, and they came back and said, no, it's fine. It's it's No, what was the word they used? No malice or something in it, they were saying. Like, <sighs> he's fine to be working this case. Yeah, like there no. there wasn't going to be any issues with him investigating. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's that's what they said. But uh, it, like mind blown, and from a guy's perspective, you know, as a woman, you're probably watching this American Nightmare on Netflix, especially since it's so local. And if you've lived in the area for obviously longer than we've lived in this area, you're really familiar with this story. But you you know you kind of start to 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 almost relate not relate but you you I don't know what the word is but you you put yourself in their shoes right uh-huh. so as a woman you're probably doing that with this Denise Huskins this poor soul as a guy I'm doing it with the boyfriend at the time yeah and going you know like I've had that feeling like that ultimate feeling of not feeling like a man because you've uh-huh. been so helpless when my right. daughter's friend died on vacation three years ago and was thank god brought back to life i did nothing i couldn't do anything i'm watching this woman who was a doctor on the beach bring her back to life because i didn't know what to do all i knew to do was get down on my knees and pray and cry and look up to the sky and just scream lord please help me that's Mm -hmm. all i could do if you've never been in that situation you have no idea. What's the word I'm looking for? De- not demasculate. Emasculate. Emasculating, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I still, to this day, three plus years later, every once in a while, get hit with that feeling because I, I was helpless. 
This guy had to go through this and could not protect what we are supposed to do as guys. Right. Protect his woman. Uh, I'd marry her too. You know, I could. I couldn't go off and 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 you know, like you have a bond that's going to be forever. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's but, a trauma bond you're not going to break. Like it, exactly, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, Marty and Sack, uh, stay on hold. Here we go. Nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five. Take some calls on this. It's, I mean, mind blown, mind blown, absolutely mind blown. This is an opportunity. This is what's great about being like now here in Sacramento, and a story like that comes out. There's a possibility. Somebody right now. If you want to talk, is listening, going, right. oh, I know more about this than you'll ever know. You know Which what I mean? Wild. So we'll take some phone calls, give you another update on tomorrow's big Nelson's Honest Estate Sale. If you missed out uh, on the announcement earlier, we'll tell you how you can participate uh, for tomorrow's show here next. Hang on. There's Marty in Sacramento. You on the BS? Good morning to you, Marty. Hi. Um, I just wanted to let you know. Um, I know they were victimized twice. That's so terrible for him. But um, he was mentally ill. Um, he comes from a good family. I worked for his dad, and he's probably the best guy I ever worked for. He's just a really good guy. You're talking about Matthew Mul- Hold on for a second. Slow down yeah. for a second. All right. Yeah. So American Nightmare, uh, the Netflix uh, show that we were just talking about, is the story yeah. of Denise Huskins, uh, and she was kidnapped at a Vallejo. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the bad guy, you know, without going into the whole thing again, the bad guy ended up being this dude, Matthew Muller. Uh, yeah. And you worked for his father, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. And I know they were a good family, but I know uh, he had mental issues and that was a part of it. What did his father do? He was in education. Oh, okay. He was he's just a hell of a guy. Just a really, really good guy. All right, got it. But what about uh, the kid? Awesome. Did, you, did you ever meet? I don't know anything. I didn't really. I don't know him or anything. But I know he did have mental issues. Yeah. Well, well that's no excuse. Yeah. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Nothing against the victim. I mean, nothing. I'm not taking away from the victim or anything. But no, Dad's a good guy. Kid's bad. Yeah. We got it. Okay. Thank yeah. you. All right. Appreciate it. I'll see. You. Uh, I don't care what was wrong with the guy. You know. I mean, he couldn't have been too jacked up if he went to. Uh, uh, Harvard. I mean, at one point he might have been fine, and next minute something might have broken. Him. Well, didn't they? Didn't they mention that you know they, he could have had? It was he struggled with PTSD. Yeah, they did say he had PTSD from his military service, but I don't know what he did. Yeah, in but the PTSD for those that you know, I I know people with PTSD from the military. That doesn't turn you into a rapist. I don't believe so either. No. I don't believe that either. You know, that get that makes you depressed and it makes you angry and it makes you possibly violent. But, you know, and what do I know? I mean, it could be 10 million different things, but I've never heard of the PTSD excuse that it's turned me into a, 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 a rapist. A, no, no, not only a rapist, but a calculated rapist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Planning and plotting and children and all that type of stuff. No, you know, it's, it's one thing to be that guy, but it's another thing to be a premeditated one. Mm hmm. You know, which means that you got you got something going on if you're smart enough to put an elaborate plan together like this. And this was elaborate. I mean, this was like something out of a spy movie. Uh, it's like worst case scenario. Sherry in Sacramento, you know, a similar case to uh, this American Nightmare story. Yes, I believe it's it's a true story. It's a movie called Unbelievable on oh. Netflix. Okay. The young lady was uh, raped by an intruder, and she reported it, and the police didn't believe her. And they made her the victim, and it wound up being that she was raped. I'm looking it up right now. Yep, it's the American I, I True her, Crime Television. Yeah. 
um, I think her story had changed a little bit, you know, from the first time, that, like details. And so they started to not believe her. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of the movie, you're going, wow, did she, you know, she's wondering, did I really get raped? Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen this American Nightmare? No. No. Okay. So. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. And you're, so how long have you lived in Sacramento? 32 years. Okay, great. So was this story, you know, like in different parts of the country, you'll see a story like this. And, you know, like I kind of pride myself on keeping up to date on news stories. This one, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't remember even hearing about. I'm assuming in and around Sacramento, it was a huge story, right? Yes. They even sent Channel 3 Mike to sell out to report on it. <laughs> oh, well, you know it's big if they're sending that guy out there. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Mike just doesn't go out for nothing. I don't know, Mike. I'm just saying. No, she, that, I know that that to be true because I met him and then I found other people that were like, oh, you met Mike? And I was like, yeah, I didn't know that I was in the presence of royalty, but he's a big deal. Is he the big guns out of Sacramento television? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, take me back to like 2015 when the story was fresh in everybody's brain, right? Was Was that like the water cooler talk at work? or amongst your friends, and then everybody had an opinion. And this was before they caught the Matthew Muller guy. This was when the you right. know there was the idea that it could have been a hoax, it could not have been a hoax. What was the, what was the conversation in town? Everybody really did think it was a hoax, and the police getting on TV saying that they wasted their resources really didn't help the matter. So you bought into it, right? Even knowing what yes. you knew before, and is, is the reason being because it was so far-fetched? Yes, and that they let her out by her father's house. They kidnapped her in Vallejo, and then she just got released by her father's house. God, I get, I asked this because I can only imagine what the water cooler talk was. Because, you know, like when we get, you know, so involved in a, in a news story and everybody's got an opinion, like this is one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, what's going to happen again in this upcoming election year is where mm-hmm. people get so angry and they're so hell-bent on being right they're not listening mm-hmm. to anyone else's conversation. This is this is one of those stories that you'd lose friends over, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did, yes. did you get in one of those arguments or debates with a buddy? No, not too bad. No, not too bad. But yeah, and no. you you believed it was a hoax, though. Did you feel bad afterwards when you found out it wasn't? Yes. Yes. Oh, totally bad. Did you yes. feel, you felt like you probably should send and her? She got and she was victimized more than once. Yeah. Felt like you should have sent her. Well, and then they 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 brought that up that she had been victimized before, and so that the her making this story up brought it back to the first time she was victimized. Right, they blamed that also. Yeah, I hope you sent her an edible arrangement. Oh <laughs> From Sherry's berries <laughs> or Sherry's yeah, Sherry's berries. Sherry's berries. <laughs> That's right. All right, Sherry. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a Bye-bye. great day. We'll see you. All right. Don't forget to use code Bailey at checkout for 20% off. Right, sure, yeah, why not? That's not real, by the way, people. No, it's not, it's not. But, like, a story like this, and in her situation, and you feel bad because you were wrong, like, I think I might send send something to the woman. Yeah, but how do you send something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's trying to stay out of of the way right now, especially with this documentary, because... Um, I read the uh, article this morning where the police department's getting hammered because of this. So I'm sure now with all the publicity is getting, she probably, probably trying to get out of the way. Oh, that police department is so pissed. <laughs> I know. They, yeah. are. They, they made a comment. They're like, we don't check our Facebook comments. Oh yes, you do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how I know you do is because that's where you get tips. You have to check your Facebook comments. And especially when you probably went from getting one to two comments to thousands, you looked at me. Right, yeah. 
Uh, Justice in Newcastle. So you have PTSD. You wouldn't do anything like this with your PTSD, right? No, it's never been a thought in my mind. The only deal is that, you know, the military has a high expectation of everybody and they expect 100% military bearing. And that's proceeded on with my life, but the more angry side of it. And it's definitely been a challenge on, you know, having that expectation with my kids and my wife of being, hey, you know, things can happen. It's not a big deal. Be patient. They'll uh-huh. learn from their mistakes. You know what I mean? Can, can I ask you switch gears here just for a second? Are you, how are you doing yeah. with your, how are you, are you doing okay with your PTSD? You getting through it? It's, well, like a lot of people say, it's a daily battle. Um, and a lot of my buddies can vouch on that because a lot of my friends who got out, they uh, they went through it as well. Mm-hmm. So they, they, you know, I have that conversation with them often. Like, hey, man, how you doing? How's, you know, how's your mental? Right. Because it's very, it's important to check on your, on your brothers and sisters that you served with. Let me preface by saying I'm not a doctor, but let me tell you something. What I've learned <laughs> about those with PTSD and working with the VA, uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but it can be cured, if not controlled. Um, a lot of what happens when you get PTSD is you lose testosterone. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I had to go get it checked. <laughs> okay. So with that same thought of the testosterone and testosterone maintenance, have you ever had your brain mapped? No, I have not. Okay. So wow. I, I know. interesting. Yeah. So. I'm going to put you on hold and get your information. I'm going to connect with you after the show. I've got a woman that I want to introduce you to, and she does this for a living. She maps okay. brains, and her whole story, if you decide to do it with her, I'll, 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 I'll come on the air with it, and I'll explain it to people because it's fascinating. And I'll tell the whole yeah. story about how I met her, where I met her, and why she does what – well, I'll tell you why she does what she does is because – her family hit rock bottom after her husband's like third or fourth tour and he came back with PTSD and they went broke and they had no money and he was a mess. So she decided yeah. to fix him and she did that by learning how to map the brain and where she learned it from. So I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Okay. Okay, yeah, it might help. Can you imagine if I cure justice? Oh, God. That'd be fantastic. That's a true story, by the way, for everybody listening. Look it up, Google it. It is an absolutely true story about testosterone and the brain mapping stuff. It's fascinating. Um, anyway, 916-909-0985. All right, we're going to do headlines here. Nikki's in the other room answering phones because we weren't given a phone screener this week, mm. uh, which sucks. But anyway, uh, just real quick, tomorrow Nelson's most honest estate sale mm-hmm. is happening. All of Nelson's stuff that he left behind in Sacramento because he went back to Nebraska for his kids is left in this dirty apartment in Arden which, by the way, is about to be uh, not foreclosed on, but he's about to be evicted from. Right. So mm-hmm. he's got stuff in there that he's trying to sell, uh, and we thought we'd do the first ever in the history of mankind honest estate sale, mm-hmm. which means that tomorrow starting at 6 a.m., you can go to this apartment. It's going to be open, and there's going to be pieces of paper all over the apartment with QR codes. And... Uh, if you like the video games, you like the video game consoles, mm-hmm. you like the kitchen accessories, you call, you call the show. The phone number will be there. You call the show. You tell us what you're getting. Yep. And then you say, you know what? I think I saw on Facebook you wanted $10 for this. This ain't worth $10. This is worth $1. <laughs> this is trash. I'm only mm-hmm. paying a dollar. I'm only doing it just to be on the radio. I'm only doing it because I like Nelson. 
Well, long as you pay something, that's all we're asking for. Is you be honest and pay something. Doesn't sound like you like Nelson all that much, then. <laughs> like, if we're being honest, if you're saying I'm not paying ten dollars for this, yeah, well, you know your boy's hurting. You you agreed to the honest estate sale. I'm fine. I'm I'm just having an active argument with the fake person that you just presented in front of me. Okay. The hypothetical individual. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Henry, the hypothetical. <laughs> and I don't like Henry's attitude right now. All right, so your question listening, right? You're going, okay, well, that sounds cool. I kind of want to do it. How do I do it? Well, you've got to DM us on social or call us, and we'll give you the address. We already have yes. people that are asking. I've already sent out the address several times so far this morning. All right, so uh, if you want to call, you can, 916-909-0985. If you want to uh, DM us at listen to the BS on Instagram or Facebook is the best. Right. All right, second round of headlines, and uh, Emma... I'll try to get to you here in just a minute when we get back. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why you should possibly hold off on filing your taxes and how a beaver trapped people in their homes. All right. Two big stories from today. Getting you learned here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. And round two of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Nikki D. The IRS could be giving back big bucks this tax season. H3. This is an urgent message. Please do not file your tax return yet. If you have kids, so I'm talking about your qualifying dependents. Pull it down. Pull it, Pull it down. Until at least January 29th or until the politicians get this sorted out. The IRS could be ge- Oh, Lord. Many Americans. Um- <laughs> Everybody's all over the place right now. <laughs> See, that's what happens when stuff like that goes wrong. Many Americans got a shock last year when they went to fire their taxes because they got a lot smaller amount than before. And this was because during the pandemic, people got those stimulus packages and things like that. And they did tell us that our tax returns would be lower. Well, now um, people are saying you may want to hold off, especially until after January the 29th to file your tax returns, because number one, they should be a little bit higher this year. And right now they're there's something going on in the government where they're trying to give you even more money for your tax credits this year. Really? And I guess, yeah, that's not going to be finalized until after January the 29th. You can officially start filing your taxes on the 22nd. But if you can wait until the end of the month or maybe even next month, then you may want to hold off because you might get a few more pennies back. My wife Thanks. thinks I'm crazy when it comes to tax season because I love tax season. I I am says li- no one. <laughs> I I I am like a CPA in training. I have all because I've got all these different things that I have to do. I will have a packet that is about three inches high, and I organize it. I color code it. I have a table of contents uh, that I send to my CPA, and I love doing it. Like, you really do all of yes. the work for him. That's what she says, but I just want to make sure he's doing. Doing the right job. It's like, it's like cleaning the house before you have the ninjas come over, you know what I mean? Or the merry maids. Right. You, 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 yeah, yeah. You, exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm doing. That's what you're But doing. I love doing it just because I don't want them to miss anything. I and I bet, you're, I bet you're one of those guys that at the end, of, when taxes are all done, you owe just a little, don't you? You oh, pay no. in just he, a little, don't he you? He gets money back. I, I think one time it was the first year of the Trump administration because he mm-hmm. had changed up uh, the tax cycle. And I, you know, drink for being stupid. I didn't realize I had to change my number and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, in his administration, he made it that you couldn't uh, write off things for your primary job. So in this business, there's a lot you can write off, right? Right. 
Uh, but now that's not the case. That's why so many radio people do podcasting because it's a very similar job, right? So, you know, it's, it's the game that you play with the, the, the government and, you know, I don't know what Biden's done really. I, I guess I'll find, I mean, I should know, you know, last couple of years have been pretty decent, but you know, next year after election year, who the hell knows, right? You got to keep playing the game, but I love doing it. Like I get my marker, I, I get new highlighters every year. And I've got different colors for different. I believe you. Because I've got a couple different LLCs, and then I got little. Those little tabbies are fun. Those little mm-hmm. tabbies you put when there's a new conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this understand. is why. I, this is why I'm a little disappointed in you, honestly, for the way that you've just laid out all the fun that you have there. The reason why I suggested that you owed just a little every year is because the people that really get off on taxes. They owe just a little, which means the government hasn't been sitting on any money that's owed back to them as a uh, uh, an interest-free savings account. No, I don't know about that game. I just I want, don't either. Yeah, that's the next thing to obs- uh, obsess about. I just I just don't want to pay anyone. That's no. All I, want. I yeah. just want money back. But money money in is better than money out, right? <laughs> all right. Second story. Beavers in Texas didn't leave anything to chance. H four. Mm. This took place in Texas. People woke up yesterday and, and the road to their subdivisions where they live was gone. And it was like a hole opened up and it was just earth. And they found out that this happened because some beavers had um, built a dam that blocked the pipeways. So water was just building up, building up, building up underneath this road. And it just sunk and disappeared. Well, I've heard that story before. If you have a giant beaver, it creates this huge hole. And anything that goes in or around it, it'll just get sucked up in it. What are you talking about? Nothing. The same story you're talking about. Have you not yeah. heard that? I mean, if you have, like, if you have a sloppy, like, a beaver oh, dam, that's, not. you know what I mean? That, like, anything that goes near it. No, like, a lot of people try not to go near it. You usually can see it from a, di- I mean, you can see it, you know, there's a lot have of signs. Have you ever seen a real uh, beaver dam? Oh, I my mean, I, God. I've seen numerous ones, and I went, damn. Yeah, right. absolutely, I have. Sure. Have you right. not? No, go never. Out the, go out when, in the woods. When have you ever seen a beaver? In the woods. Oh, I've never God. seen a beaver. I've never I'm seen a I'm 48 years old. You do not think I've seen a beaver before? A couple weeks ago. It's okay, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where would you see a beaver a couple weeks ago now? Uh-huh. There's no beavers here. What was that place you went to? It was that bar in the corner, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. Trudy's, I think they Tr- called it. Yeah, Tr- Trudy's Bar, bar uh-huh. Grill and Beavers. <laughs> I think I remember what this means. <laughs> we got to do another Nikki D. Does it no sexual terms? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Limp Biscuit uh, with Corey Feldman, Toyota Pavilion at Concord, August 23rd. Uh, those tickets up for grabs courtesy of Live Nation, 916-909-0985. I need some players. This is when we go and uh, we go to our super secret special website. We find real stories of people in and around Sacramento that had a brush with love and are looking for that person once again. Your answers, your options will be man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Nikki D will help you out along the way. Again, need some players. 916-909-0985. Limp Biscuit tickets up for grabs here next. Hang on. Hey, girl or dude. Won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about missed connections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexes? It's time to play Nothing Personal. Mm. Ah. Gotta get my 
nothing personal voice on. Yes, you do. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the BS. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. There's Doug T. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. We'll get into nothing personal for these Limp Biscuit tickets uh, with Corey Feldman, Toyota Pavilion at Concord, August 23rd. want to remind you the uh, stream is up on the BS Facebook as well as the 98 Rock Facebook page, if you'd like to join the Begars. Justin in Orangevale, good morning. Good morning, guys. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right, let me get some competition. There's Casey in Placerville. How are you, Casey? I am fantastic. How are you guys? All right, Great. good. couple dudes. This is what happens, man. We uh, go to our super secret special website. These are real stories, gentlemen, real stories of people that had a brush with love in and around the Sacramento area at one time or another. Uh, you have to figure out if is it man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Nikki D will help both of you out. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, your competition gets to steal, and back and forth we go. Justin Casey, do we understand? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. First one, Justin, you're up first. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hobby Lobby, Roseville. To the one in black with the red hair. I couldn't help but follow you around the store after I first saw you. I'm usually this thirsty, but damn, you left me dehydrated. I think, you meant, I think they meant to say I'm usually not this thirsty. Thirsty, yeah, yeah, yeah. But damn, you left me dehydrated. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of moisture to go around, and I know I can get your juices a-flowing. You were with your daughter, so I wasn't sure if you were down, but I bet I could convince you to at least give it a try. Okay. Moisture. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Okay, Justin. Uh, Hobby Lobby, arts and crafts, what's going on in there most of the time. I think this woman sees another woman with some red hair. She's with her daughter. Not sure if she's swinging for her team, but she thinks they can put right. their moisture and juices together. So I'm thinking woman for woman here. That's the best breakdown. I'm, I'm feeling it. That sounds great. Yeah. That is the, without a doubt, for the years that I've been doing this bit, that is the best breakdown I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Your answer is what? What are you locking in, Justin? Woman for women. Woman for woman. Huh? All right. Woman for woman. That is, that's right. I knew that was. Let's go. That's correct. Nicely done. There you go. All right. Justin with a point. Huge applause. And Casey, yours is next. Thank you. Thank you in the back. The distant people in the back of the room. You sound like a seal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go, Casey. Taco Bell Cutie. Bradshaw and Lincoln Village Drive. You had that wild hair and the lip piercings. When I brought them up, you mentioned you had another piercing you thought I'd love to see. Mm. I really want to come and give you a Baja blast of my own. You mentioned that you liked my car, and I joked about how roomy the interior was. I could tell you wanted to climb in the back seat and put those claims to the test. Calls. Once you sh- once your shift is over. How about you and I go put in some of that overtime? Mm. Punch me in. Punch me out. 
Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. What do you got? About 30 seconds. All right, Casey. This is a Taco Bell cutie with lip piercings and then something else pierced. I'm thinking that's probably nether regions. And I think this is a man saying he wants to blast her, if you know what I mean. So I think this is a man for woman situation. What do you think? I'm going with Nikki on this one. Uh, the uh, the piercing and the uh, nether regions was kind of a giveaway to me, but I'm going with Nikki on this one. Yeah. Is that a turn on if a guy comes up to you and says, "I want to blast you tonight"? That's hot. Um, I never heard on the that. Guy. I do like I do like the grissin foes. I'm not right, gonna lie. Right, that's like a term that's never used. Mm-hmm. I want to blast you. Right. We've hey, look, you know, we've had a good time. I just didn't know if you wanted to come back to my place and blast. <laughs> you guys know that. You guys know that's a drink, right? Yeah, oh, I know it's a we drink. Know it's I'm a just drink, making sure, like, but it I'm means just something. Sure. We're not stupid, idiot. <laughs> we know Taco we Bell know it. about Baja Blast. We're turning just, it into our own thing. Right. I'm just saying, I'm making sure that you're you're leaving the Baja out and you're hitting hard on the blast. Well, the, that's the part that matters. Yeah, the blast. The blast. Hey, baby, you want to blast tonight? Right. Dude, if no, you're, I want to be blasted. Yeah, please. If you're single sometime this weekend, use that and yeah. call us on Monday. Tell me <laughs> if it works. All right, what'd you say, man for woman? Man for woman, yes. All right, man for woman, and that is, that's right. Yes. That's correct. There you go. Bing. We're in there, Casey. All right. One for one. All right, Justin, back to you. Nothing personal. Limp Biscuit tickets up for grabs. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Trust me, for those listening, this is turning into an inside joke. So, Blonde at Nick the Greek tonight, Roseville. You and a friend came into Nick the Greek off of Pleasant Grove. I came for a salad, but at the moment, all I wanted was a wrap, as in, I'm going to do to you. Does that make sense? As in, what I'm going to do to you? Yeah. Okay. Got you. One euro coming up with extra meat and definitely extra sauce. Hungry? <laughs> Sorry. Hungry? And I don't forget every order. Oh, and don't forget every order comes with free delivery. Oh. <laughs> Blast and deliveries. All right. Here we go. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Justin, Nikki, Dean. Okay. So, Nick the Greek, they wanted a salad. Don't know why. They don't give you lettuce, but... They wanted a gyro with some extra meat, a wrap. Gyro. Um, yeah. No, it's gyro. Everybody keeps trying to tell it's me. It's gyro. It's gyro. Trust and me, I'm Greek. Sure you are. <laughs> and really. they want to deliver it. So the meat and wrapping of things all together is giving me a man-for-man vibes. I don't think a woman would want a meat wrap. <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same thing. Unless it was a wrapper. And, okay. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, what do you want, dude on dude? Man for man. Man for man. Dude on dude. Locking that in, Justin, that is... That's right. Let's go. That's correct. There we go. Man on man action. Man on man. Man on man. man. All right, here we go. Good game, Casey. Let's stay up with Justin. It's two to one. The board is yours. Nothing personal. Next one. Black tank and shorts at Lifetime Folsom. You had great form but how is your technique under pressure Mm. i've been keeping up with my hip thrusts once we work up a sweat i've 
got the perfect way to hose you down. Squirt. When you're ready for this hard impact training, I'll be there. Don't forget your water bottle. (laughs) You're going to want to stay hydrated. Wink. Bad boy. Mm-hmm. All right, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman, you two. All righty. Uh, they're at the gym. Oh. Hip thrusting could have been a man or a woman. So at first I was thinking it might be a lady in the gym thrusting those hips is what I used to see all the time. Yeah. And But then he said, I want to hose you down. Yeah. We don't really have any hoses, so I'm going to have to say I think it's man or woman. Fallopian tubes. <laughs> right. <laughs> He said, "Follows you down." <laughs> Stop lying about your body. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what do you want to go with? Man for woman. Man is what for I'm saying. Casey, that's what Nikki's saying. What do you think? You can go against the grain. No, I'm saying man for woman because that sounds like the typical Roseville bro in a gym. <laughs> concur, sir. Concur. All right, man for woman. That is your answer. I will tell you that is right. right. That's right. Let's go. Yeah. There we Woo! go. Little, little early on the drums. Mm, mm. Two for two. There yeah. we go. All right. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Well, every point counts. Here we go. Next one. Nothing personal. Justin. I picked your Safeway order. I picked your Safeway order. Picked up. If you no. say so. I'm telling no? you, okay. I picked your Safeway order. Okay. Roseville. Listen to the word. I'm listening. <laughs> you picked it. Got to be honest. It didn't actually need all those substitutions. It's just after I heard that gravelly voice, I knew I needed to hear more. Right now. Every time you picked up, I was weak. I need you, and I don't care who has you. Next time, don't just order for pickup, because I can handle that delivery. By the way, no charge on me. Lonely. In aisle 10, looking for a pickup. Ah, groceries. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, woman for woman. This is tricky. Yeah, I was about to say, this one's a lot tricky. Um, At first, I thought it was an Instacart, maybe delivery That's person. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right? But then they gave vibes like, we're not delivering it. You're just coming and pulling up to the store, and I'm going to bring it to your car. Hordash. So that kind of threw me off. So, and lonely aisle 10 this is either a woman in search of a man or this is a woman attracted to another woman once she took her the groceries to the car because i don't i don't know if men do the pickup thing i haven't paid much attention i don't know i don't know that's like a woman thing i thought justin what are you thinking you know the person did mention the raspy voice i don't know too many women that would like a. I mean maybe they're into that i would think maybe Woman for man. Well, woman for man was my first choice. That's what I, I'm feeling. I, I, I will lock that in. All right, woman for man, locking it in to go up by one. Yeah. Woman for man, that is. All right. Mm. No. That's right. Okay, let's go. <laughs> there we go. You got it, Justin. No, they, they would get a ding, not a not a. And, get, and, and I gave the answer. You can turn it down. All right, there we go. All right, up uh, three to two. Justin, uh, right? Yeah, Casey's got two. Casey, we've got two left here, Casey. If you don't get this one correct, you are going to lose. Uh, All right, so here we go. Off Douglas, 
in front of Wells Fargo, Roseville. I know this is a long shot, but if you were the yummy person spinning a sign on the corner near the Wells Fargo, I drove by twice. I was in a big truck, and I eyeballed you up and down, up and down, especially the first time. And I honked my horn the second time. You're gorgeous. So gorgeous. And I'd like to get to know you just a little bit more. Tell me what I was pulling. Pug. And I'll give you my number. Pulling. Yank. Ow. Man for woman, man. I added that stuff. I see that. <laughs> I, I just get so in, in the story. I gotta, I'm a method actor. Man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Got to get this one. Uh, this one is a little tricky for me, too, Casey. Um, a sign spinner, I immediately thought about the men sitting out there spinning the signs, but then he used the term gorgeous. I don't know if you describe another man as gorgeous, even if you're into other men. I feel like that's just a term you use for women, but the person talking is driving a big truck, pulling something. That's giving me manly vibes. So I'm stuck on if it's a man for a woman or if it's a man for a man. What do you think, Casey? I got to go man for man. I don't know. Cause like you said, I don't think I've ever seen, well, maybe once in LA, I thought I saw like what might've been a female spinning a sign, but I'm going to go with man for man. Yeah. Man, man for man. man. It's a great answer. But I don't know. Gorgeous. That makes me think about a woman. Yeah. But, it, but if you're driving a big truck and saying, pulling it, I, I'm yeah. thinking that your vocabulary might, you, you might go with gorgeous just as a, mm-hmm. as, as a, all right. Man for man, that is incorrect. All right, well, look, Justin still has to get it right. You know, you could have another chance at this. So, Justin, if you get this right, you're going to win the Limp Bizkit tickets. So, Justin, your answer is? Justin? I'm thinking it has to be a man for woman. Man for woman, yeah. We're going man man for woman? woman? That's what I'm thinking. Is that what you think, Justin? I'm thinking that. Let's lock it in. Oh, he's already locked. Oh, look. She got her hand over her mouth and everything. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Are we right? Yes, that's right. Oh! Let's go. There we go. That was my first answer, man, for woman, but I just right. didn't know. There you go. Congratulations. Casey, you played a good game, brother. You really, really did. So thank Great you for game, playing. Casey. Uh, try back. We'll have some more of these tickets tomorrow for Game of Tones. I'm going to let you go, my friend. Thank you for listening. Justin, congratulations. You got tickets for Limp Biscuit with Corey Feldman, Toyota Pavilion at Concord, August 23rd. All right? Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. I want to put you on hold. We'll get your information. Details on tomorrow's big Nelson's Most Honest Estate Sale. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure we are getting flooded with DMs on Instagram and Facebook. Wanting, and the text machine. And the text machine. Yep. Wanting Nelson's address. Also, I uh, I don't know if this is going to be a problem, a blessing, or a curse. Uh-huh. What's that? My mother is dropping hints. Uh-oh. At 78 years old. I think she is. I'll tell you what I mean here in a second. Hold on. The hesitation that some people have after I send them Nelson's address. They go, oh, you guys weren't joking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the area it's in? Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, Nelson's most honest estate sales. Never been done in the history of man. To open up the doors of a residence and just say, be honest and grab what you want and pay what you want for it. Yep. 
That's all uh, you got to do. Nelson just sent over the uh, artwork for the QR codes that Nikki will be posting up there today. And then tomorrow morning, uh, starting at 6 a.m. until the end of the program at 10 a.m., you are more than welcome to go over there and uh, shop galore. Mm-hmm. There are video games, three boxes of video games, video game consoles. There are lazy boys. There are bedroom sets. There, I mean, it's like, I don't want to say fully furnished, but it's almost there. It's yeah. it's a lot of rooms kind of furnished um, that's left behind, and some TVs are left there, appliances, bedroom suit, I got, a Mayflower dresser, allegedly. I, I got, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are giving short shrift to the Mayflower dresser. Uh, yeah, and I, I failed to mention that for the first two hours of the show today. There is a dresser there Nelson claims came over from the Mayflower. <laughs> yes. Don't forget I, the mattress, too. Yeah, the mattress, the stained mattress. <laughs> Uh, if anything, it's soda stained it's, mattress. It, it's it's kind of like a Nelson Museum. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the museum of uh, the dirtiest person you've ever met. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a funhouse, right? Yes. Definitely a funhouse. That's a great way to describe right? it. <laughs> you to, don't know what you're going to get when you walk up in there. Yeah, it's a mystery. Everything's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's a you. I mean, you who knows what you might find in that chair? You know, right? You, you might find a Trudy. Who knows? That's uh, possible. Actually, or, or, say what you won't find. You won't find any money in there or juices of a Trudy. I don't know. Anyway, oh. uh, so if you want to go tomorrow, you want to participate. I, I look. I am. This is a do or die kind of radio bit, right? Like it's either going to work really well or it's just going to die. Well, people are going to say, "I can't go to this address." Or they're not going <laughs> to go. So one way or the other, I'll get myself out of it. But if it does work, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, so you can DM us on uh, Instagram and or Facebook at Listen to the BS, and we'll send you Nelson's address. We're not going to publicly post it. Uh, or you can call us before 10 a.m. here at 916-909-0985. Or you can get it on the text machine. I guess, Nikki, people yes, have been asking. people have been asking on the text machine as well. So you're saying we have a chance tomorrow of people going out there. I think we have a, a, a very high probability of at least two people I know for sure that's going. Okay. All right. Well, should be very, very interesting. Let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, so, again, the, the, the back story real quick. My mother and I had been estranged for 17 years. We reconnected. We've, we, I mean, we've been connected for over a year now. Right? Yeah, for a good while. And we talk often, and, uh, and, and it's been great. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we're both in each I'm in her. I'm in her life, and she's in my life. But I feel like she's, because my mom has always been tricky, mm-hmm. okay? I don't want to say she's a manipulator, but it's like, it's like women in that generation are the master manipulator. Women are manipulators anyway. That's why I say, I think I'm called a manipulator often, so I think we're that way, period. It's like a survival juice in your DNA or something, right? You just, you just learn, you just learn to play. So anyway, she's 78 years old and she's uh, talking about moving and moving and moving. And it's just not one, it's not smart for her to move financially, you know, the way everything is right now and just her situation is not smart. But she keeps dropping these hints of how she wants to move. Uh-huh. And. But where to? Well, all different places, not just in Florida where she's at, but she had some Georgia. She had some other parts of the country. I mean, she's just dropping. <laughs> she's just dropping properties. Uh-huh. I mean, she's just throwing stuff out there. And it hit me. It dawned on me the other day that she is. I think she's dropping hints that she wants to move in with me i'm gonna tell you why and and i know this in the grand scheme of things like oh i don't want your problem to move me but i think she may want to do that just because the amount of time that you guys have been separated and now mm-hmm. that you're back and talking and doing things i think she feels like 
She's coming to the end of her life, things like that. I want to spend as much time as I can, a little bit closer proximity since you guys have been separated for so long. So the big hint, Nikki, was when she started talking, because she's got, you know, she's got more animals than I do. She does. And I've got five <laughs> dogs, and, and she lives in this little place, wow. right? It's like dogs and cats, right? Yeah, so she's talking about these properties where she'd have more room and this and this and that. And I, and then she, then she starts talking about her friends. Like I got a friend that just bought a ranch and they're going to move out there. They're going to get cows and all this other stuff. And I was like, Oh, funny enough. I was like, Rach and I were kicking around that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, when we sell the house that, you know, we're in now, we want to get out of this thing, you know, when it's the right time and get out of it, that would be pretty cool. You know, you only live once. That'd be neat to have a cow. Mm-hmm. It'd be neat to have, you know, chickens and stuff like that. I think I could pull that off for a little bit. You know, plenty of room for the dogs and stuff like that. A little bit. And she's like, she's like, uh, you know, property I could maybe go out and shoot my guns on or something. You know. Anyway, so she was like, uh, she goes, oh, that sounds nice. I could do that. And I was like, really? And she goes, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. But she doesn't, she doesn't come out and say it. She never does. She's always like beating around the bush, so to speak. How do you mm-hmm. feel about it? I don't know. So I'm bringing it up right now. That's what I'm I haven't got to the conclusion you, of the conversation you, in my head. Would you want to let her come out and, and move in with you guys and spend the, you know, whatever years she do, got left? Do you think I come and do this job every day like I've done for the past 30 years for a paycheck? This is therapy for me. Right. Like, this is the only place that I can have these conversations. So, Are you listening to this show? Yeah. Like, um, you know, in my heart. Uh-huh. Sure, that's a no. Shut up. <laughs> so I'm a, I can differentiate between my head and my heart, right? Uh huh. I I can I can I do feel Nelson due to popular belief. I do have emotions. Oh, oh. But most of the time, re- reality sets in. My head gets in the way. Okay. In my heart, it says yes. Your heart says yes. Heart says yes. Your head says no. It's undecided. It's undecided. <laughs> you know, I think people wait until their parents get sick and then they move them in and take care of yeah, them. Yeah, but I don't want that. I don't want to take That's care of That's what I'm saying. Right. I would rather, I think you would rather move her in now where she's not sick. She actually could possibly be helpful to the household and you spend time with her while she's able-bodied versus just taking care of an ailing parent. Right. I Yeah. Ma'am, nail yeah. it right there. Because, you know, I don't have time to take care of anybody. Yeah. Right. You know, so, I mean, I, I told I told my family, it's like the second, you know, you get in a situation where you need care 24-7, you're, you're out of here. You okay, know. now let's think in that frame set right there, okay? If you move her in now, we're going to downsize a ton of her stuff before that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like we're preparing. This is the first stage. Okay, she moves in with you a little while. She needs that 24-7. Boom, she's on to the 24-7 care facility, and you don't have a bunch of stuff you have to get rid of because we already paired it now when she moved in at the uh, Bailey House of Awesomeness. Right, which brings me to my next point. Tomorrow I'll be announcing Bailey's mom's most honest estate sale. (laughs) (laughs) Go get what you want. Scan the Venmo. (laughs) Would you let your mom live with you? So I was just about to bring that up when uh, I decided to come out here and, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're going to California. My mom's like, well, if it gets to a point where you, you know, need me to come, if things are getting busy, things take off and it's go, go, go. Um, I'll come move in and take care of Madison. Really? So, yeah. My mom already offered. Wow. What are you going to take her up on it? No, not right now. I'm not doing anything important that I need a caregiver. 
Yeah, but you know, it should clean up. Just it's, it's, raising your kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, like so. You know, we always leaned on uh, Rachel's mom to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like watch the dogs if we were going on vacation and and stuff like that. But you know, because of recent events and because you know it's kind of a pricey plane ticket, that ain't happening. Right. Um. You know. So it's that's another way to look at it. Your mom will already be here in house. You can go explore. But that sounds things. so selfish and self serving, right? So Whatever. Like, that's the only reason that you're doing it. No, that shouldn't be the only reason. I just gave you a great reason why. You want to spend perk. the last good, you know, years of her life being yeah. with her, hanging out, spending yeah. time. And then, that's not the reason. That's the benefit. Yeah, and then you and then you kind of start wondering. You're like, okay, well, when I get to that point, you know, will my kids do the same thing for me? Because isn't that like kind of the ultimate, you know, to have a relationship with your family where, you know, when it comes to that time, they're willing to take you know. You take care of them for all those years, and then uh-huh. it comes they take care of you. That's why. That's why I've always said, you know, don't piss off your kids because you're going to need right. them, right? I think that's yes. old school, though. I don't think that's these new generation of kids. I do not think when I get old, my daughter is going to take care of me at all. I agree with that. I'm going to have to make sure that I'm set up so that I can go to the nicest home possible where I will possibly not be abused because my kid is not going to take care of me. I agree. Yeah, I don't think she would. Is. She would not no. to hear you. She has headphones. Well, no, oh, that's, she... not, that's <laughs> not the reason. These kids are just different. Like... <laughs> They're just different. <laughs> and when you need your medicine, just like your birthday, she's going to forget to give it to you. Oh, yeah. She will. I, there were times when I'm sick. It's just me and her. I'm sick. I can be on the couch because that's where I stay most of the time. I'm half dying, and she'll just walk by and peep at me. I'm like, are you going to offer me some water? Give me some medicine? Do you care if I'm dying? Do you say that out loud? <laughs> My yes. God. And she responds with? She's like, well, do you need something? Well, you that's what you got to do. You got to ask me that. I'm sick. Yeah. Not know, just walk by and peep at me. You know where she gets that from? Where? Right. <laughs> I am helpful to people around me. That's it, it, it's it's funny to listen to parents <laughs> complain about their kids and the things that they do, but they don't realize that they're a spitting image of their child. No. Like they're so similar. Like all the things that Nikki D bitches and complains about with their kid. I'm going, yeah, I was bitching yeah. about that last night to my wife about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is not true. I take care of people if I think that they're sick or they need something. I would take care of my mother. She just refuses. She doesn't want to be a burden or something. So she's setting herself up in some home. And I'm like, Ma, like, I took care of my grandmother. So, yeah. of course, yeah. I'll do it. I'm actually kicking it around, though. I think you should. You know, But we have to wait for all of our animals to die, which is not, not going to take long. I was going to say, oh. how long is that going to take? Yeah. You know what she does? What? She- she puts when those animals. So she has a very small house with a small piece of land. Like not, I shouldn't even say land. It's, it's just it's like a little place. She buries the animals in her yard. That's Aww. what most people do. No, they don't. What are they cremate doing? Them. They cremate them. Now where I'm from, they dig a hole in the backyard, boop, throw them in there. But, yeah, but the, then you move away, and then you're not with them anymore. But the size of the land and the amount of animals that have died. She's running out of space, and I'm thinking oh. that's why she wants to move. Like, people that buy that house and do whatever, when they tear up that land to do whatever, they're going to find those plastic Home Depot storage tubs all over the place. And that's how she oh. buries them. 
Well, he did always tell us that his real last name isn't Bailey. Perhaps it's Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that there are dead bodies under my mother's house. Yes, absolutely. Possibility. Right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? Why a 13-year-old isn't being charged for shooting his father and what breaking news took place in the NFL. All right. Two big stories from today. Getting your brain to learn a little bit here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, news, news. This is your third round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Best service, best price, guaranteed. Good Guys Heating, Cooling.com. Nikki D. Hunters weigh in on a recent tragedy, H5. It's not something I wanted to hear about. It's pretty no, somber. not coming back. Not when I thought I was having a good day. No, no. I feel sorry for no. the families. The way that the call was placed and uh, totality of the circumstances, uh, it, it appears to be just a very tragic accident. It's duck hunting season right now, and uh, hunters are going out in what's considered rice fields here. And this incident took place in Yolo County, which is about 45 miles northwest of Sacramento. A guy and his son, they're out duck hunting, and the 13-year-old accidentally shoots his father. He immediately um, performs CPR on him, calls 911. Unfortunately, he succumbs to his injuries from this um, shooting, and he passes away. Now, the the sad part in all this of course is a son shooting a father but he's only 13 years old going out uh, according to these guys who were talking on this story saying it's something like these kids dream of doing learning how to duck hunt with their dads and their grandfathers and now because of this tragedy he'll probably never go out and hunt again yeah but did you, you no actually i think the opposite he'd probably go out in honor of his dad to go out and just hope mm. that he doesn't shoot anybody else but you know you think when you're duck hunting right you're you're hiding and the ducks are in the air. You're not shooting ducks in the water. You're shooting them in the air. Uh, yeah, and and so you you point the gun upwards, and you shoot there. So I'm assuming, right? Maybe I should not assume. I don't know because in quote unquote from some of the duck hunters who spoke on this, they said when they go out with their young kids, they always have to remind them to keep the barrel out and pointed away from everyone. So right. I don't know what that means, but he said they well, have to constantly remind the kids to do that. That means that you don't ever point a barrel of a gun at somebody unless you plan on shooting them. Yeah, right, ever. That's, like, that's just good gun practice. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a duck hunter, but I've played duck hunt. Don't they often, aren't they getting the ducks, like, riled up, and then it's as they're, like, taking off from the pond? You know, so, yeah, in theory, it's like skeet. You're thinking that the gun's pointed up, but if you're at the lake level and trying to hit him before he gets too high, maybe that's where it becomes that a human would be on the same plane as the the level of the gun. I, that's not the way I kind of imagined it. I mean, I, I feel bad just even imagining it, right? Uh-huh. The first thing I thought about when I was reading this story was, uh, why do they let kids go out hunting so young? 13's, by, 13's really not that young to go. Not, right. Yeah, I mean... Uh, plenty of people, especially back in Georgia, I mean, you know, good old boys, they're taking their kids because you want them to learn at a young age. You know, you give them a 22 or something and you want them to, to learn and practice uh, proper firearm techniques. There's not really, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's not like, you know, when growing up, they say, wait till you're 13 before you go in the gym, because that's when your muscles and your bones start. You know, <laughs> like, uh, All right. I, I don't know what the, the age is. Maybe somebody that's a hunter can can answer that question. I would assume hunters probably take their kids out there if they think that they're ready. That's only if they think that they're ready, probably by the age of nine. 
I was just say ten, yeah. maybe. 10 yeah, nine or ten. Yeah, that's what I'm no. thinking. I mean, that feels young to me. They it does say that they have to get a license and everything like you do when you have a gun. But just reading the and seeing the other hunters say we have to keep reminding them. We have to keep reminding them. Yes, because they're kids and you have them with a gun. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Yeah. But well, at least that kid was smart enough to try to see people. I mean, 13, you think he's freaking out. Yeah, uh-huh. I would think that, too. I, I was very impressed with the fact that he immediately jumped into action and he didn't just panic. Yeah, that's So sad. that was good. All right, second start. Sports got another big shakeup this week, H6. Adam Schefter with the very latest. Adam, what can you tell us about some breaking news in the NFL when, it, when we're talking about coaching decisions? That breaking news was that Jim Harbaugh was hired as head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers on Wednesday. He's leaving Michigan uh, after capping his ninth season as the coach there, and he's moving on. Now, another big thing about this story is that he's going to be the first former Chargers player to return to the team as a head coach. Yeah, You know what? I, as a football fan, I didn't even realize he, was, he coached the 49ers some years back. Yeah. I, had, I didn't even know. So I read that, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. He, uh, I, I think that's great for you Chargers fans. I mean, he's obviously a great, uh, he was a great coach at Michigan. You know, the con- the uh, conspiracy is that he's, you know, everything worked out for, for him because of the suspension throughout mm-hmm. the year, the cheating scandal, so on and so forth. And it was like, I ain't going back to the NCAA. Right. Right. I just happened to win a national championship. So that <laughs> ups my stock, even though I think that if he wanted to get a coaching job in the NFL, whether he won the national championship or not, he probably could have. Well, uh, he took him to the Super Bowl, right? That's the year that they lo- that uh, Kaepernick lost to, to Wilson. I thought it was Harbaugh that was their coach then. Is it? I don't know. My memory shot it after is. two maybe, years. I mean, maybe not, but he's right around there. I know Kaepernick played for a team that Harbaugh at least coached before he left to go to Michigan. So here's something I do not know, but this is a fun trivia question, and I don't know if the Chargers will ever play the Ravens you know, in a regular season matchup, right? Oh, right. But if they do, Jim versus John, has mm-hmm. there ever been two brothers as head football coaches, head football coaches, uh, play against each other? You know, you had John and Jay Gruden, uh, but I don't believe, I, they never played, I'm, I'm all positive that they never played against each other. Well, and did they play against, the the Niners wouldn't have played against the Ravens at any at any point? I'm pretty sure that did happen. Not sure about that. And John, John, John was the coach then. I don't remember that being. I don't remember. Yeah. John faced his younger brother Jim in Week 12 of the 2011 season. Oh, there you go. So it did. They met off on Thanksgiving. They met up on Thanksgiving Day. How about in a Super Bowl? Has that happened? I don't believe so. Yeah. But I'm looking it up. I don't see the Chargers going to a Super Bowl next year. I don't know. Maybe they will. They got a great quarterback. That poor quarterback, Justin Herbert. He's gone through so many coaches since he's been in the NFL. You know, you like you want to beat up the player. You can't always beat up the player. The player is just doing what the coach tells them to do. Yep. You can't, coach is in charge. Biggest misconception uh-huh. of people that are bad players. They're not bad players. They're in the NFL. They're either on bad teams or they have bad coaching or they have both. You know what I mean? Yep. Baltimore went on to play San Francisco in it says in the Super Bowl. So it was they brother it versus the, brother. They would call it the Bro Bowl, the Har Bowl, Super Bowl. Ah, where was I? I was I watching. Don't know, man. I don't know, remember that, right? <laughs> right. All right. Our buddy Ben uh, with Guns and Hoses, the big charity 50th annual. 50th, 50th annual. Yeah. Yes. 50th annual charity football game, Pig Bowl, happening Saturday. I'll be out there, but Ben is going to pop in, give us some more details. I think he might have a guest with him. 
maybe from the other side, law Ooh. enforcement, the fire versus the law. Uh-huh. All right. We'll do that here in a minute. Hang on. Welcome back. It's the BS. Thanks for being here. Good morning, maybe. Yeah. My name is Jason Bailey, Nikki D. There's Nelson, Dougie T, and a room full of beasts. Beast. I thought Ben was a beast. But Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. These guys that are going to be playing on Saturday for the 50th anniversary. Do I Now, do I call it, Ben, do I call it the Pig Bowl or do I say Guns and Hoses? Mm. So it's Pig Bowl Association uh-huh. presents Guns and Hoses. Okay, so Pig Bowl Association presents Guns and Hoses. This is the 50th anniversary. Y'all been doing this for 50 years, half yes, a century. Sir. Oh, yeah. And this is the firemen versus law enforcement. Yes, sir. Right? And the record so far is what? <laughs> a lot to a little... But fire's on track with a two-streak two, uh, two streak win. Okay, right two, but overall? Overall, Law's got it right now, but we're climbing back slowly but surely. Okay, now introduce everybody. The gentleman to your right, your name, sir? Brian. Brian, and you are with law enforcement. Yes, sir. Okay, so these guys, <laughs> you're just laughing, right? <laughs> you know, this is a joke. You're going, dude, the record, it is like history shows. We just crush you guys, right? They can't even stand a chance. Uh, that's... What history has shown. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Saturday, probably what? You're thinking the same thing, right? You know what? Uh, we're, we're definitely prepared. Yeah, um, definitely it's, prepared. It's, it's been something that's been spoken of for quite some time now okay. since last game. But then you look over Ben's shoulder, and you have this beast of a man. He's like 6'6", 270 of just rock-chiseled man. <laughs> and and his, your name, sir? I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Brett Roy. Brett Roy. And you, uh, <laughs> what, what, fire, what firehouse are you at? Uh, Station 99. Station 99. So, where you? Uh, Sac City. Sac City. And Ben, you're at where? I'm with the U.S. Forest Service up in Pollock Pines. Okay. And you, sir, are where? Sacramento County Sheriff's Office. Sacramento County Sheriff's Office. Okay. Those are our friends over there. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing is, like, what, from the law enforcement. Sorry to hurt your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, the, the thing is, is with law enforcement is you're going to win either way because especially if there's any dirty shots, they're getting pulled over. Right. <laughs> they're uh, they're going to spend a night in the in the clink. Yeah, we like to increase tickets for firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as the song goes, burn baby burn. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, and I'm assuming you're offensive tackle. Uh, I am a defensive lineman or a Jeez. well-fed kicker. Like, <laughs> well-fed kicker. So who's your who what side I mean, you're what? 6'6", six, six, right? Uh 6'5". Five. 6'5", six, five, yeah. 270. Yeah, so I pretty much nailed that. Nailed it. But you're you're a you play college ball. I did play college. Get closer to that, please, sir. I did play college football. Where, where'd you play? Uh, University of Nevada. Okay, okay, good. Then school. I played a little bit with the Jets. Did you really? Yes, sir. Excellent. What year was that? Uh, 2013. Do you guys have anybody in law enforcement that's former pro? Uh, we have a, actually a couple guys that we had um, that played. Uh, I don't know about professional, but I know they <laughs> a lot of guys that we have definitely went to college. Uh-huh. A lot of college ball, um, Sac State. Um, other D1s as well. So we have quite a bit of guys who are athletes, and they still love the game, and they come out all the time. Yeah, but and this is a thing, right, for us former players, you know, whether <laughs> whatever level you played at, right? Look at a roll uh, eyes at you. It, it, well, <laughs> no, 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 Here's hear me out here. You know, I played a couple years of college ball, but it, it's sure. like you, your body, you know, at any point, I mean, I'm 48. I mean, the last time I played football, like I was out in 90, I think, 5. But your body and your head, you see, you know, the jerseys, the pads, the smell, the grass, the lights, and all that stuff. And you're going, I think I can do it. There's no <laughs> way I could do that. 
There's no way. <laughs> Not in a million years. I couldn't even go through a practice. But you guys are always, you always have to be in shape. You got to give yourself a little credit because there's a gentleman out there that's 50 he's playing. Get out. So, I mean, he's as old as the pig bull and he's playing the 50th at 50 years old. And then he's done after that. But, wow. I mean, guys are still getting it. He's your Burt Reynolds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Tell good way to put has, that. I like that. Yeah. Tell me he has like a grizzled like nickname, you know, because he's the old guy on the squad. Yeah, does he have a cool nickname? That's Nelson, by the way. He's in Nebraska. He's on the Zoom. You can't see him. Oh, okay. He's looking, Ben's looking around going, where's that voice? <laughs> you don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. I was making officer. sure I wasn't crazy again or if I needed to take the meds. Before, so, um. I'm in witness protection. <laughs> he's got to have, cool, have a cool nickname though, right? Um, I, I don't know. I just call him Old Man River, but that's a nickname. That's <laughs> Old Man River. What's the oldest no. person on law enforcement? Uh, we actually have a couple guys who are in, well in their fifties, actually. Really? What do yeah, they do? We on do the team? um a lot, actually. Uh, one of our linemen uh-huh. just had his birthday. I believe he just turned fifty-three, fifty. He's so well, yeah. well in but, the fifties. Uh, but well, <laughs> well, we have others as well who He's are who man, are who are, who are older than that. No, and uh, yeah, they they still come out. They, they this this game means a lot to us. We, yeah. we is take it, it serious. So is it bragging rights throughout the rest of the year? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, a yeah. smile oh, yeah. on his face. Yeah. 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 That's what keeps the fire going, right? Exactly. That's what keeps you're waiting. So if you are a defensive lineman at that size, what does your offensive line look like? Much smaller than me. I was going to say. I'll, I'll play a little bit of O-line as well just for fun, just to help rotate, uh-huh. keep guys fresh. What did you do when you played for the Jets? Outside linebacker, uh, middle linebacker, rush defensive end, and three tech. Yeah, I could see you as a as, – yeah. Kind the... of jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. <laughs> but this is probably exciting, like when this time of year comes around – and you're still in this great a shape because you're fairly young, I'm assuming. You look young. Yes, sir. You know, you're like, uh, you guys have no idea the pent-up aggression that I've built up for the year to take out on you at this game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very exciting, and it's it's great because it gives you something to look forward to rather than just the, the normal training sure. throughout the season. Uh, an opportunity to, you know, uh, put your feather, feather in your cap for the, yeah. for the next year. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm like, I'm so excited about Saturday. I really am. Uh, one, this is a staple for Sacramento, right? So that's why you listening should come out to Hughes Stadium. Now, let me give you kind of the rundown. The kickoff of the game is at 1 p.m., and you can get these tickets online, pigbowl.org, pigbowl.org, right? But there's a safety fair. So this is kind of the warm and fuzzy on top of all the fun and the trash talking and whatnot. I mean, these are our heroes, our first responders. You know, I'm a big fan of law enforcement. I'm a big fan of first responders. Uh, so I'm just very honored to be a part of this and been asked to be a part of this. But there's a safety fair that starts at 11 a.m. So as as far as a family-friendly event, the weather, has, uh, as of right now, looks like it's going to be beautiful. No rain, sun's going to come out, it's going to be great. So bring the kids out, the fire side of things, you'll probably have the trucks and the hoses and oh, the outfits and all oh, that yeah. stuff. From the law side of things, you'll have the sirens and Handcuffs and all kinds of things, right? Humvees, Mustangs, Humvees, yeah. our Camaros coming out. We're bringing it all out. Are you having a car show, too? We, 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 <laughs> so far, our uh, unit, for youth services unit, uh-huh. we actually have a lot of things that we have that we like to have for, like, children and youth. Uh-huh. Yeah. So okay. we definitely bring that out. So we have, like like I said, our Mustang fully decked out. We have a couple Camaros, uh, Hellcat. Kinda, okay, kinda nice. A couple Humvees that come out, um, you know, old school military looking. And we allow the kids to go in there and just kind of check it all out. Yeah. Okay, that That's makes sense. really, really cool. And for a kid, you know, especially a kid, you know, that wants to grow up to do, 
either law enforcement or fire or something. I mean, this is the story that they tell when they actually grow up and get the job of, I remember, you know, it was, God, what was it, 2024, I went out to that pig bowl, and, man, it was so cool. I got to get into the Humvee, or I got to get into the fire truck, and, and I met this guy, Ben, and he was so nice. And, you know, like, that's the story, right? You pass For it sure. down, you know? For sure. You know, the other uh, added cool thing to this whole thing is, your money's not just going to some company. Mm-hmm. I mean, the money's going to charities, that's, which is amazing. And I love that it supports Sacramento and the greater Northern California area as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's going to be a flyover. So we just, we got the helicopters involved. Nice. And then they're not only going to drop a ball into the stadium for law, they're also going to drop a ball into the stadium for fire. And the catch to this whole thing is it's going to be the catch is if law catches it, $500 go to the charity that they decide. Uh, if fire catches it, $500 goes to their charity. So Can we do prop nice. bets? Can yeah. We do, how, how high are they going to be up? They'll be about 50 feet up. Mm. So, well, I mean, they're going to be hovering right in. I'm so. like, 50 feet up, it's a helicopter, so the propellers and all that. It's the wind. It, there's a lot to it. So. it is. And everybody in the stadium is watching you, so you're like. Yeah, sounds like a lot of excuses coming from law enforcement. <laughs> oh, no. So. What's new? Just, just building the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of y'all are going to catch the ball. Right? No, I I. Okay. I'm a lineman. I yeah. bat balls down. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I was going to say I'd put 50 on it, too. I just want to see who's catching the ball. Because uh-huh. like, that's a tough catch. It, it is a tough catch for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I'll crumble to... the spread if you bet. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> you and I are going to turn this game into something totally different. <laughs> yeah, you better keep that on the fire side of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> just uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but food will be served. Drinks will be served. Uh, everything that you need to have a good time for the duration of this game will be out there at Hughes Stadium on Saturday. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, tailgating. There'll be tailgating involved. If you want to get the stadium as early as 9, 30, 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. um, there'll be, you can set up for tailgating. In the side of the stadium, uh, they've got a local vendor to uh, sponsor it. I believe it was Lock Barrel is mm-hmm. who it is. Yeah. And they're going to go ahead and be doing their thing, um, serving throughout the stadium all the drinks that you could desire. Uh-huh. And then... Lots of food, about nine food trucks that are set, going to be set up, ready to go for the yeah, game. Yeah, food trucks. There's a beer garden going to be there. With, what what about it. cheerleaders? Do we have cheerleaders? We do, actually. Do we really? Yeah, yeah we do. We Each do. side has cheerleaders. Um, a lot of them are family members of the players. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it is, you know, it is unless you want Chris Hansen to pay you a visit, you need to be respectful. So. <laughs> you want to get tackled on gravel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, actually, so on the law side, we have a father-son duel that pay for, play for us. Uh-huh. So it's a father and a son. And then the wife and daughter are actually part of our cheerleading. That's great. Oh, so nice. Now, it's, really, it, it's really big on family. Is, is that like, you know, one of those replacements cheerleaders? Like they're like, I see. <laughs> you you see me i kick you in the dp you know or something like you know like something like get them get them get them that kind of we, thing we keep it family friendly keep it family. <laughs> okay i'm just checking i'm making sure uh tell the story for those that missed last time you were here ben about the history of this game because you know it's still nikki and i new to sacramento we've been here for almost a year now um but you know and we love the kings and we love the success especially that they had last year and the light to beam and the whole gimmick that goes along with it but the king's uh, possibly would not be here if it weren't for this game, right? Exactly. Um, you know, this game started in, in 1975, was the first Pig Bowl, and it had a turnout of over 23,000 people. And then the next year, it got into 30,000 people. And that year, when they saw 30,000 fans at this game, they realized they can have a professional sports team, and that's what brought the Sacramento Kings to Sacramento. Yeah. was the, the, the fact that they saw that Sacramento could support just a charity event 
they figured that Sacramento could support a professional sports team, and now we have the Sacramento Kings thanks to this game. Yeah, that's such a cool story. It is. Isn't that really neat? Like, remember when we first heard that, Nikki? We were just, mm-hmm. like, we felt like we knew something. The other yeah, and to know, like, you're a part of it and you do it, it's like, you got the king because of me. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, okay, so I want to go around before we end this conversation to each one of you. I'll start with you, Ben. Uh, is there somebody in law enforcement... And this is just you and me talking. Okay. It's just me and you, not the radio. No, 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 don't no. Worry, forget this is in front of you. For sure. All right. Is there somebody in law enforcement this past year? You know, maybe you played last year against them, and you're just thinking, there's going to be a time. He's not going to be looking, and uh, he might get a nice little rib shot. The only time he's going to get a nice not-looking rib shot, I'm going to hit Betancourt because it's a quarterback, and I'm getting a sack again. I'm getting two this year. Okay. And Ooh. his arms up, I'm going right to the midriff and saying – Hello. And this is the same guy that you said that your goal is to not let him play the rest of the game. No, no, you I, heard it I, correctly. I, don't, I mean, the Saints are on a bounty. I'm not. <laughs> mm, allegedly. Now, is there somebody you, sir, I mean, like, if, whatever words that are coming, like, you have no idea. We'll post some pictures. We'll all take a picture of this, how large this man is. Like, this mm-hmm. is a gigantic individual. So whoever's name comes out of his mouth here in a minute I would be terrified, absolutely <laughs> terrified. So who is it? So this is my first year playing, uh-huh. and I am a reserve firefighter. So what's nice about it is we, I get to represent about 75% of all empl- employed firefighters are from the reserve sector. Uh-huh. So it's really nice to do that. So anybody who thinks that a reservist is not a first responder, I would love an opportunity to come meet them and show them how uh-huh. unresponsive I can be. Well, it's funny oh. you say that. You know what I heard? This Betancourt guy. Right. He was like, you're not real. It's like, reserve. I'm not touching that. I just hope to have a good game, and I hope everybody goes home safely. Smart. Smart. I don't know who this Ben Court guy is, but he's been all over Twitter. And he was like, reserves? That's not for firemen. That's for water. I don't know. Water. <laughs> That's reservoir. Sorry. Oh, reservoir, right. <laughs> and now from the law side of things, again, just you and me talking, man. Right. And what position do you play? Uh, last year I played quarterback. This year I'm playing wide receiver. Okay. Well, this Betancourt guy, he's going to hurt you hurting. I mean, he might not come back to work the next day. Um, so so what are you thinking on this side? Like, is there, there a certain – I mean, if it's one of these guys, just let me know. Wink. Say, say pineapple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you know, last year we uh, unfortunately injured quite a bit of firefighters. They actually ended up with like what, six, six injuries, I believe. <laughs> I think it was somewhere around Somewhere there. around that, maybe more. Mainly practice injuries. Ma- uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we just built off of that. But, um, yeah, a lot of guys got hurt last year. So, I mean, this year we're not going to try to hurt anybody, right? It's a charity event. However, yeah, however. there are a couple guys that we are. Mm. I, I am personally looking for. Like yeah. the guy who tried to sack me a couple times last year. I'm looking for him for sure. And I'm that guy's name? I, I don't know. It It doesn't matter. I'm doesn't looking, matter. I'm for a number. Does it rhyme with Dan? Oh, Does it rhyme with, <laughs> rhyme with Dan? Does it end with N? It doesn't matter. Either way it goes, I'm, I'm, I'm out there head hunting. That's, that's how we're doing. Last name might be Casanova. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, this is a lot of fun, and I am so excited for Saturday. I'm glad the weather is going to be great. I really hope uh, the two peers that listen to this show will come out to uh, the game. Again, it is at Hughes Stadium. It's this Saturday, and you can get your t- can you get your tickets at the door? Mm-hmm. You can. Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. All right. So it's very important. So if you want to get them in advance, which I'd highly suggest, pigbowl.org. Pig like oink, oink, pigbowl.org. <laughs> 
or you can get them at Hughes Stadium Saturday day of the event. If you've got kids and you want to see all the cool stuff that law enforcement and fire bring to the table, it's going to be in full display. 11 o'clock is the safety fair. I highly suggest, especially if you got the young kids, bring them out. Uh, and then 1 o'clock is kickoff, and uh, I'll be there sitting in the crowd with y'all, and we'll just enjoy the game and, and have a blast. So I'm so excited about this. Thanks for involving 98 Rock, the BS, me, and all that stuff. It's going to be a blast. Of course. Thank, thank you. you for having thank us. Thank you for coming hey, you know, out. For doing all you guys have. And, you know, this this has been an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, yeah. re- remember, like, I, I, I probably have that feeling, so if you want to tag out. <laughs> I think I got one play left in me. I got you. One play. I'll hold my hand out. One play left <laughs> in me. In. We'll be WWE Rudy, champions again. Yeah. <laughs> All I ask is to be hoisted off the field after the game. Done and done. <laughs> again, pigbolt.org. Thank you, gentlemen. Stay safe, please, and then have a lot of fun on Saturday. All for a great cause. Remember, this is all for charities, numerous charities to help. Uh, the community in and around Sacramento. All right, tomorrow, one last pop for Nelson's most honest estate sale. If you don't know what we're doing, it's never been done in the history of mankind, and you can profit and benefit off of this. So I'll give you details here next. Hang on. Well, tomorrow's the big day. This might be the last opportunity I get to tell you about it, at least through my mouth. Uh, It is Nelson's most honest estate sale. Yes. It came up earlier this week. I mean, listen to this crap. Nelson gets up out of Dodge, leaves us in the lurch, right, so he can go be with his kids, supposedly, Mm -hmm. right, and leaves all of his junk in his apartment, which he's getting evicted from in Sacramento. And then on top of that, to make him even more of a bad person, he says to Nikki D, you deal with it. Yes, that's what he did, basically. And then he just left me this, um, I don't know, armband with some keys on it. Lance Armstrong keychain. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you're in charge of getting rid of it. So you were nice and sweet, and you posted mm-hmm. some things up on the marketplace. I did. And then uh, Zuckerberg flagged you for posting really bad things. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't lie to these people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I came up with the idea that we should do an estate sale, but do it differently. Uh, do an honest estate sale, because the value of some of these items even though Nelson thinks they're worth a lot more than what they probably are. They are. There's a dresser, supposedly, that came over on the Mayflower. On the Mayflower. Yes. You know what's really funny, though? What if somebody gets it tomorrow and then goes and get it, gets it appraised, and it comes back, he's like, yeah, it's got markings. It's like from the Templars, you know, it's or something worth, like that. It's worth $100,000. <laughs> this has the answers to Oak Island. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so there's things there like video games, which have been an interest to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The video games, for sure. It was like three boxes of them. Yeah, it was three boxes of them. I think he took one box because I went over there yesterday and I didn't see the other one. So I think he took one unless somebody broke in and stole it. Um, something else I noticed, as soon as I got to his steps, there was a picture hanging up in his living room. He has it sitting outside his doorstep. It was actually never hanging out. He didn't even take the picture with him or put it back inside the apartment. It's just still on the propped up next to his front door. What is I meant it? to throw it away. What I is don't it? even. It's just people. Looks like they're in like a bar or something. It's, it's probably worth like, thousands of dollars. It's not. It's like a reprint of like a <laughs> bunch of like James Dean and Marilyn Monroe, and they're all <sighs> in like a bar, basically. Like oh, the poster from Spencer's. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I got it from Trudy too. The one that I that I can't I could never get rid of in my mind. There, and there, so there are video game consoles. There are kitchen accessories. 
There's, there's a recliner. Yeah, lazy boy recliner. There's a vacuum and a carpet cleaner. Uh, yeah, b- mm-hmm. a baby picnic table that I gave mm-hmm. him. You know, a lot of this stuff was gifted to him. That he's two now, TVs. That's two tele. Yeah, I keep forgetting to mention that two mm-hmm. televisions. Two TVs. That are at this place. Why did you need? I was going to give you two TVs. Why did you need my TVs when you already had two? I was just going to take more TVs. You can never have too many TVs. Apparently, you can because you didn't take them. Well, now I don't have any TVs because the TVs, they, uh, I left them behind because they were, you know, like $100 TVs. They were, I bought one of them when we moved into the, the Airbnb we were in, yeah, a smaller t- one. This day and age, TV's a TV. Like, you can't, like, it's not the day of, like, when plasmas came out. Like, I don't have seven grand for a plasma. A TV mm-hmm. is a TV for the most sure. part. Yeah. So now you don't I have know. a TV. I know. Yeah. But, but it was also one of the easier things to sacrifice based on the other things that I wanted to take with me. Okay. Well, there's there's a lot of stuff in there. So here's how this yeah. is going to work. Some nice stuff, some quality items. Nelson's Most Honest Estate Sales. Never been done. An estate sale like this has never been done like this. I promise you. In the history, You're going to be a part of history tomorrow morning. Between 6A and 10A, uh, you can go there and shop however you want. If you think that television is worth $100, then you can give Nelson $100. And keep in mind, this is an estate sale. You're not walking into Walmart. The stuff will not be clean. You're going to have to go home and clean it yourself, so just keep that in mind. If you think it's worth $20, then you give him $20. Mm-hmm. If you don't think it's worth a damn thing, don't pay him anything. Uh, and there's going to be QR codes posted throughout the apartment. Yep, I already have them already printed out. For Venmo and Cash App. And if you're not going to pay anything, you still need, either way, you need to call us and say that. Don't just take the stuff and say nothing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the phone number for the radio station's on there. So this is only going on while we're on the air tomorrow morning from 6A to 10A. And you can roll up and, now, how do you get there? That's the big question, right? How do you get there? Mm-hmm. If you want the address, you can at any time today DM us on Instagram or Facebook at Listen to the BS. Uh, you've got about 30 minutes if you want to get in on the text machine, 916-909-0985, or you can mm-hmm. use that same number and you can call us and we'll give it. We're not going to post it publicly, but we've had people throughout the morning asking. I mean, there are going to be your stuff's going to be a lot of yeah, your stuff's going to be gone tomorrow. That's fine. And you're going to cry. I'm going to cry. Yeah, but that's my own fault. So it is your own fault. I don't yeah, think I've ever seen anybody do this. Just get up and leave. Huh? Not with not that much stuff that he left behind. I mean, when I got ready to come here, I did the same thing, but I purged myself. I packed it up. I gave things away. Like I didn't just move. But you saw what I packed up. It's not like uh, it's not like I just left all of my stuff. I took everything that I could take, and then in order of what I felt was most important. But you could have got you could have got a trailer. You could have got a U-Haul and got a trailer. Uh, yeah, for four thousand dollars a no. U-Haul. Please. To take back to Nebraska, I already looked it up. And I looked up all the discount codes. I looked up Penske. I looked up all the cheap ways to do it. It's the whole reason I did it the way that I did it. I packed up a bunch of my stuff into my Dodge Journey, which isn't even as big as a Durango, right before the holiday, drove that to Omaha, and then borrowed a F-250 sized conversion van from my father because the most important thing to me was that $5,000 bed I got. You speak lies. I don't know about the prices. You but sit I on a throne of lies. No, I do not. They, you you rent those U-Hauls for like 20 bucks for the day. Okay, to where, Bailey? What do you mean where am I? To, where am I taking all of this crap that wasn't, I needed to take it to Nebraska. It doesn't matter. It's they still, do, they charge you by miles. It's Dude, a, you've never rented a long-haul U-Haul and it shows. No, I'm not saying the long-haul. I'm saying the, the ones you attach to the back. Okay, well. And I have no, before. I've rented both. 
Well, what I'm telling you is that there is no hitch on the back of this 250, and I'm not going to inst- have one installed. But, but why wouldn't you? It pays off because you get to keep your stuff. The hitch to get installed is 100 bucks tops. This is obviously stuff I didn't need anymore and probably should have purged a long time ago. You can see it. he's very argumentative. Well, because he just wrong. made the best point of all. It's not that he didn't take everything back and he took what he could fit. It's the fact that he should have purged the things he could not take yes. versus just leaving them. Well, I think that tomorrow, because I, I, I have it. I've been over, I won't go over there because I don't own a hazmat suit. But you won't go over, or I mean, you got to go over there, but you're not rummaging through all the stuff. So, no, I did pull out the PlayStation 5 Spider-Man game, though, yesterday. Thank you. For your daughter. You. No, for him. He wanted it back. I just wanted the PlayStation 5. See, game. now you see what he's doing? He's like, <laughs> hey, you know, there was a pen I left in there. No, I had asked for that a long time ago. And I had I'm to not get changing his ex- my story. I had to get his Xfinity box, and I got to take that back. There's that Am spe- I two speakers? There's that special plate that I like to eat off of. I need no, you to get that No, I didn't too. see two speakers. I only saw one speaker. Oh, my God, Nikki D. Before they come in and ransack that place, there's two speakers. One of them's by the back door. The other one is on the counter by the microwave. Don't I talk to remember, exactly the same. I couldn't remember what the other was. Don't talk to it's her like that. It's in the only room you were in. Thank don't, you, Bailey. Why is he yelling at me? Don't talk to her like that. I'm trying to help. Both her and I are doing you a big favor. You need to kiss our ass. <laughs> That's what you need to do right now. <laughs> you need to kiss our ass. You're not kissing ass. You're being very, very mean. That speaker's really big, too. I gotta make two trips. Please. I'm gonna get it today. Sheesh. There's you said you didn't them. even want it back. You just want no, me to get want, it and put no, it up in my house said, or something. I said I want it back, but if you wanted them, you could use them. They're nice studio monitors. Look, no, I would like them back. They're look, nice. Stop. Stop it. Look, listen to me. Nikki is busy today. I have her doing something for the show. <laughs> she cannot go get your speaker. We have decided that it, it stays. Okay? Nikki, it's just I'm telling you, it's no. The speaker... The speaker, Nikki's busy today. She can't answer the phone right now. Uh, she's not even listening to you. She's playing with a ball of tape. <laughs> no, I see. I have video access to see. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if this is going to help me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. You know what? If you do find that speaker, bring it over to the Bailey House of Awesomeness. I'm gonna I, need I saw one of them. I just didn't see the other one. So wait, you're saying you saw one of them and did not take that one that you saw and just said, well... I, she look. She's not Listen, answering your questions. She, I, I had to get the Xfinity box. I had to carry the paper towels. I only have two arms. Uh, so you had to carry the paper towels, which were for you. All right, guys, it's done. All right, the stuff's there. We're moving forward. You can't be sad. <laughs> You're the one that decided to move. That's. I knew this was going to happen. You know what? It's time. It's. It, I, there needs to be a real man in this conversation. That's why I'm here, and I'm just going to lay the hammer down. The stuff is there. The people are blowing us up right now on social media asking for the address. That's all I've been sitting here doing is sending out addresses. So, you know what? It's your own fault. You should have done more before you left. You didn't. You you win some and you lose some, right? So, Mm -hmm. don't be, I don't need, I don't need that face. Give me a smile. Life's good. You're going to get some cash out of this. Somebody might love that speaker and give you. Well, she's getting all of the cash. What is this cash I'm getting? All of the uh, we'll probably walk away with thirty dollars tomorrow. I know. Relax I on all the. We'll make more than thirty dollars tomorrow. All the cash, like Woo! the stuff that you have listed on Facebook Marketplace, totals maybe two hundred dollars, and that's overpriced. Yes. So I said for everything total in that house, if we get two hundred, we'll be making out. Right. If anything, people are probably going to sue us for their gas money. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's 
miserable. He's all pissy. Because of those speakers. Look at him. So bad. Look at him. He's all mad. They're nice speakers. They didn't even look all that nice. Hold uh, they're nice. What uh, brand are they? I don't Rockville. know. I couldn't see a brand. Rockville. Junk. Rockville. They're not junk. <laughs> junk. Get them on Amazon for five bucks. Five bucks? Okay, I dare you to. What are you going to hook them up to? Your AWA? It's no, it could, oh, it's part of my home studio. Your tape decks and your CD players? My AWA. Uh, I, <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> so play what? Your, the face of my CD player comes off when I get out of the car. Play your Elton John records. <laughs> <laughs> my bread albums. <laughs> All right, fourth and final round. What the hell is going on in the hallway? It's some kind of show and tell. There's a lot of people here right now. There's like a, 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 a never-ending list of people that are uh-huh. giving me gang signs walking uh-huh. by. They're doing a studio tour. I don't know where they're from, though. Okay. Wait. It just never stops. They're getting ready to go to the estate sale tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the line starts here. <laughs> All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you what, what ring doorbell is going back on and how pliers got impaled into a boy's side. All right, we get you two big stories from today here. They're fourth and final round of headlines. Any last-minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Also, anything on the text machine, we'll get to those and get out for a Thursday here in a minute. Hey. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, for the final round of headlines, big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. Ring will no longer help the police. H7. In a world where police can simply push a button and request footage from hundreds or even thousands of camera owners, it makes it so that surveillance is really ubiquitous. I like that word, ubiquitous. Oof. In a box <laughs> post on Wednesday. Don't like it too much to say it again because you butchered it. No, I thought don't say it again because you said it as good as you're ever going to say it. Yeah. Oh, whatever. In a blog (laughs) post on Wednesday, Ring said um, that the sunset request for assistance tool is going to be disabled this week. And what that tool does is allows police to go into the app, click on it, and they have access to ring cameras all across the world, country, wherever, so that they can get surveillance footage when they think a crime or something has been committed in the area. Well, these activist groups, like the guy who was speaking in that audio, they feel like uh, police having this access is not helpful and it uh, brings about profiling and things like that. So ring has now taken that access away from police officers. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, like, do you know how much surveillance is, is in this country or around the world? You know, mm-hmm. London, I think, leads the world with the most surveillance. Some CCTVs. Yeah, I know where we mm-hmm. came from. They spend millions of dollars in Atlanta, and it has done wonders as far as uh, as as far as crime goes. And 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 you know, not as much crime. You know, because it's like you look up everywhere you go. Look up this camera. TV. That's the day and age we live in, right? I mean, it's all stuff. I personally like. Here's the thing: if you're not doing anything wrong, then what do you have a problem with? You have a problem when you're not doing anything wrong and you're profiled or you're falsely accused because you fit the profile or fit the mold. That's But this would be this would be I would think you would want this so you could, you know, show that it was not you. You know, if you're on camera. Um the thing with the ring I guess cameras is maybe the footage also is not always that clear. So you can't just say, oh, that's not me or that that wasn't me. Oh, I don't know about so your it, ring cameras, but my ring cameras I get better footage than the stuff that we see on Mars. 
I mean, <laughs> right. great. For, I mean, one's not working properly right now, so I can't go to full bat for ring. But mm. you know, I mean, you know, I, I. It'll just be they have to go back to the old school way of trumping, going in the neighborhood, and if they see somebody with a ring footage, asking them if they can have it. Right. Yeah. So they. So that that's fine. They so can the still, homeowner can still give the police their footage. The police just can't. Before they didn't. I didn't. They didn't have to come ask me for my footage. They could just go on the ring app, click the mm. button, and pull it. I'm always worried. My wife's always worried. Like. She's comfortable with Ring. You know, we don't have surveillance. Like, I, we do our own surveillance, right? I don't think even Ring offers their surveillance. Like, ADT offers surveillance. She doesn't want that. She's like, I don't want people looking at us. And I was like, you know, it's such a catch-22, right? You want the to feel like you're secure and you're safe and somebody, you know, like the commercial's like, hi, this is ADT. We see somebody on the side of your house. But you know damn well, late at night, somebody's in that room going, yeah, take it off. Take it off. Yeah. Take it off. I have um, <laughs> security that is surveillance uh, for my home, but I don't even really feel safe with it anymore because my alarm went off a couple weeks ago and I didn't hear it, so I didn't turn it off. And they're supposed to immediately call dispatch police. People are supposed to show up. Well, the lady calls me probably five minutes after my alarm had been going off to ask me if I was fine. I'm like, yes. And then the police shows up at my house like 1130 that night. And this happened at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, did you say you're okay? Well, yeah, but but at that point I was angry. Like if I wasn't, I'd be dead already. At four (laughs) o'clock, you show up at 1130? That's crazy. (laughs) You angry? What? Yeah. It didn't make it. At that point, I was asleep. I have to get up early. Don't come ring my doorbell at 1130. You you don't have surveillance for your ring? Not for my ring. I have for my home. I have Xfinity. Oh, okay. So they offer it too, like ADT. Oh, I got Mm -hmm. you. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. You paid for that? Yes, I do. Well, is it pricey? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I've been paying for it for some years, though. I mean, single, I have a, a daughter. She's home by herself. I need to be able to see. And I felt, you know, protected that if something did happen, police would show up. Now I don't know what I'm paying for. Now you're not paying for it anymore because they show up late. <laughs> no idea. All right. <laughs> All right. Second story. Shoveling snow turned into an ER trip for this boy, H8. And I noticed my pirates are in my pouch. I didn't. And I looked down, and they were just inside me. I tried to pull them out when I first seen they were in there a couple times. They didn't come out. I called mom and told her I was on the way to the ER. My pliers were inside me. Ugh. Yeah, oh. this this was ugh, gruesome. Look at this picture. Uh, 15-year-old boy. They live on a farm. Him and his friend is out shoveling snow, and he slips and falls because it's icy. Ugh. And the pliers just stick right into his oh, side. The handle of the pliers. The handle of the pliers. This was so freaky Ugh. when I saw this story because pliers aren't sharp. It's not like a knife sticking into something. Mm-hmm. And it's so deep that he had to be life flighted to another hospital for them to perform the surgery to take it out. But the the kind of comic relief to this is when he called his mom to let her know she didn't even believe him because she said he <laughs> oh, plays a no. lots of tricks and she's like we're farmers farmers don't even go to the emergency mm-hmm. room unless something is really wrong with them so she didn't believe him at first yeah and smart he didn't take him out he tried I was to. just about to ask that's that. what he was saying in the audio he tried himself to pull him out but oh. he couldn't well you didn't want to because if he would have pulled him out he would have bled out yeah he i mean he's a kid he's 15 so he tried <laughs> to but he couldn't that's the worst him. when your mom doesn't like i remember when when I just turned 18 and I won a scratch off ticket and I won 500 bucks and I was late coming home from dinner or for dinner and she was making crab cakes that night and again no cell phones right did have a beeper but no cell phones so I had to go to uh, the gas station couldn't cash it because it was too much and so I had to go to the grocery store down the street 
And so I go to the grocery store. I'm already running late. I get home, and she starts yelling at me because I'm late for crab cakes. And I said, you're not going to block. I said, I'm sorry, but I won the lottery. And she goes, well, you did what? And I said, I won the lottery. And I had to go get, I got cash my ticket. And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, I won $500. Look, and I had $500 of cash in my hand, mm-hmm. like two $100 bills and the rest were 20s. And she goes, where'd you steal that from? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no like, way you won that. And she wants to move in. <laughs> well, that was back in the day, day. You know, we had our problems. <laughs> Uh, this happened, uh, during the show. Very, very sad. I do want to mention it. Uh, I'm not for, know if uh, anybody's familiar with Jesse Jane. She was uh, a porn star. Um, she was a big, you know, she was a big to do, especially in the mid to late two thousands. But, you know, in those days, that day and age of radio, you know, guy type radio, like I, I did. And I guess I kind of still do, but you know, we had great relationships with a lot of those girls in that business. And, you know, we would have fun with them when they came on the air and, we would have good relationships with the people of Playboy and Penthouse especially. And Jesse Jane was a part of all that. And she was always a lot of fun when she came into the studio. But uh, I read this morning that she passed away. She uh, a parent OD at 43 years of age. And Young. Cops find her and her boyfriend there doing a welfare check. But she was a lot of fun in the studio. She was always very, very sweet. It's, you know, I know probably some of you listening right now are like, oh, the porn star is shocked, you know, like that. But you know what? They're people too. And right. unless you know, you don't know. And, uh, you know, at least from the radio side of things, because we would have her on so much, she was always very sweet and very pleasant. She was just a, just a very nice young girl. And so it's, uh, it's just kind of sad to see that. And, you know, like, you know, she'd make her round. So a lot of my friends are posting pictures of, you know, that they took with her when she was in the studio back in those days. I can't find a picture to save my life in my phone of me with anyone. I don't know how people <laughs> find these photos so quickly. I don't, from, I don't know how you can't, as organized as you are, you have stuff filed away from years and years and years with labels and colors and all kind of things. So how do you not have your radio folders, chronological, year-colored? Mm-hmm. That's very shocking to hear from you. Is Alphabetical it? by call letters right. also, just in case you want to. Right. This time to this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there somebody I can hire that can do that for me? Because there's a lot of pictures. I got 18,497 oh photos. God. Yeah, I have about that, too. I think I have 19. Is there somebody that does that? I don't know. Yeah. So you could just take some time out your day and move some pictures around and put them in folders in your phone. 19,000 photos. That's yeah. a lot. All right. I don't even know if I have a lot of those photos because I, I was never a big picture guy. Still not really a huge picture guy. You know, but, they, you know, you would have a separate camera that would take a lot of those. Did you have social media back then, though? Probably not, huh? Uh, Facebook was because you can go back on your Facebook and find a lot of older pictures that way. I have a lot of my pictures prior to me being an iPhone person in my Google Drive. Yeah. That's where all my pictures are. But you know, I had so many different types of the show, so it's different Facebooks, and you know, maybe one of them which I can't get into anymore. You know, so I don't know. Anyway, it's very very sad. She was cool, good good girl, good girl, good check. All right, uh, give us a like, share, follow on social at Listen to the BS, please. Uh, throughout the day, if you do want Nelson's address for tomorrow's uh, Nelson's Most Honest Estate Sale, we'll respond. You know, even after the show is done, uh, the BS Uncensored podcast back. We uh, you uploaded it yesterday. Yep. Yep. So you can find our podcast on uh, the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. We also posted. I think I don't know. I didn't get a. Did, did we get that up on the YouTube? I didn't get a. Uh, I don't know if it's up on YouTube yet. I'll make sure of it today here. Okay. 
He's slacking. He's making up. He's lying he's a lot lately. He's going back, <laughs> you, it's going back to liar, Nelson. I'm not lying about anything. You're lying about a lot of stuff. No, I am not. Yeah, it's not up there. Anyway. All right, you got anything on the text machine, or you just want to get out? Oh, we have one. I have a message on there. Okay, go ahead. It says, hmm, she wants, she wants you to help her move. She wants you to say, what can I do to help? Could be financial or physical help. That's from Princess Tasha. What does this mean? Processing abandoned video failed to upload. That's the thing that I did with Chris Robinson of the Black Crows. I've never seen that on YouTube. I don't know. No oh, that's, that's new. Is the actual video up, though? No, it's it's got a little triangle with an exclamation mark, and it's pink. I'll find out today. And there he is, lying again. I'll find out today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki, you got anything? Yeah, this is a state sale, not a state steal. Ooh, be no, honest, that's good. people. All right, Nelson. All right, two hundred and fifty dollars. That's what those speakers are valued at. Relax, mm. I'll find the speakers. Two hundred and fifty dollars. You I'll leave try. those speakers. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> All right, Dougie T. I'm looking for a deal on speakers. <laughs> wow. All right, Mickey's up next. Enjoy our buddy Abe Cannon. Uh, starts at 3 o'clock. Enjoy his amazing afternoon show. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Yeah, bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listen.